uh, nine days after the Oscars, everyone will get an Oscar episode <laughs> with different information. The episode they're going to get tomorrow, which, of course, has us picking uh, the wrong Oscars and reviewing a movie based on us thinking that it would win Best Picture. Also, us reviewing a movie that had been out for over a month. That, that too. Wait. Well, what, yeah. you guys, what was the last episode that you guys did? I'm, I'm a little behind right now, my cool boys. Dunkirk. We just did. No, wait. No, 1917. <laughs> 1917. I mean, Dunkirk yeah. 2, 1917. The prequel. Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. Oh, that sounds like a good movie. It wasn't the fact that she's wearing like fucking overalls and, and looks like the before scenes and like she's all that uh, in this movie. And the last one, she was like fucking half naked, showing her ass in every fucking shot in the trailers. I just rewatched Suicide Squad the other night because I read that in an article, what you just said. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, I got to see these asses. Like, I remember their ass being out, but like, was it's it always out? out. out. It, she is absolutely a sex doll. I mean, she is put there for you to look at, and I love it. I fucking love it. When and she, she knows what she, she's doing. When she smashes that window and like, we're bad guys. That's what we do, Mr. J, or whatever she says. Um, <laughs> Not Mr. J. She doesn't say Mr. Flag. J because she's, yeah, she's talking to Rick Flagg or whatever the fuck. But uh, her ass looks so good. It was Rick Flagg, yeah. Great character. Great character. Memorable. So memorable. <laughs> Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. <gasps> so cool. Oh, good for you. So cool. So cool. Ice Cool Boys. Greetings, Cool Boy Nation. We are live somehow at the red carpet <gasps> on the first and only annual last time event of the fucking century. The Cool Boys yes. Oscar Special Edition Live Edition. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you know what they say? Luke Perry, Tim Conway, Jan Michael Vincent and Disney's descendants, very own Cameron Boyce died last year too, Oscars. Really? I didn't know <gasps> Jan Michael Vincent died. Uh, and none of them were in the thing, huh? None. YOLO! Neither was Jeffrey Yolo. Epstein. <laughs> I'm Ford V. Ferrari Filk. <gasps> I'm Once Upon a Time in Ballard. And I'm Joker Justin is Hard. Oh! <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so cool. Well, cool boys! <laughs> time to move on to our live cool Oscar special. <gasps> Report preliminary finding. Not worried about her. We gotta keep him gag. Cool boy nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. So cool. All right, my boys. Filled with joys. <laughs> Let's go through the entire list of the 2020 Oscar nominations and winners for the 92nd Academy Awards. As we go through the list of winners and losers from the 2020 Oscar nominations and the winners from the 92nd Academy Awards, what's what? We will also be orgying. <laughs> Fuck butts. What? Ooh, that's not too easy to do. 
There's some that's, zeros in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I don't know how you would do that. Like, cool. That's right, my little cum buckets. <laughs> we are going to be involved in the first ever loud as fuck official orgy fuck experience while we review <gasps> the 2020 Oscar nominations and winners for the 92nd Academy Awards. Why do you, why do you have the two, two different things? Is it just Academy Award winners and nom- nominees and winners? Wait, <laughs> what? I don't know. What is the story you're telling me? Fortunately for you, Cool Boy Nation, we will be able to discuss each film nominated for the 2020 Oscars nominations and winners <laughs> for the 92nd Academy Awards in excruciating detail as all three boys have all every film nominated this year in the 20. <laughs> 2020 Oscar nominations and winners for the 92nd Academy Awards. Twice. But the word is integral, integral to the sentence, and it's also not true at all. Yeah, it should have been. We've seen, yes. Ballard doesn't proofread the copy. No, after I wrote it, and I also copied this from last year, which was right. (laughs) We will be able to get through every nomination before Ballard blacks out, or blacks out. From Blacks drinking out. too much. Who fucking knows? Oh, will we? Will we be able to get through every nomination for, <laughs> before Bauer blacks out? From drinking too much? Who fucking knows? So let's finally rip open our buttholes and stop mas- and start masturbating into our buttholes. Don't stop. Here, here. Woo! <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get to it. <laughs> 2020 Oscars red carpet fashion. <laughs> So the red carpet, yeah. Uh, who is your fuck me from this show? I get drunk and angrily fuck Brie Larson. I, I definitely. Is, is this a? Can it be a male or a female? It can be anybody, yeah, whatever. Okay. What whoever had the most fuck me qualities, really all it is. <laughs> Billy Porter is looking pretty fucking sexual. I, I just googled hottest men of Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I, I hope someone digs through my uh, Google searches. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Scarjo. She had a mm. just a beautiful little silver flowy number. It, it reminded me a little yeah. bit of uh, Statue of Liberty, and uh, I mean just just the shape of her body, just the curves. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was it was working big time, so I'm gonna go Scarjo. Strapless. Yeah, bend your knees because I'm DP and Scarjo with you, I guess. Because I also want, was gonna pick Scarjo. I mean, she's a hey. safe pick. Um, w is solid birthday. Although Zazzy beats in a, a corset yeah. top look pretty good. Yeah, Zazzy had me too. That, that's a that's a good that's a good second pick for me right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would also add on there Brie Larson. I thought she looked really good. She looked like she was draped in diamonds and her titties were just hanging out. Yeah, she looked good. Very yeah. delicious. Wait, who? Brie Larson. I know it's weird that she looked attractive. Um, she's she's hot. Wait, have you seen Captain Marvel yet? Phil? I have not seen Captain Marvel. Ah, uh, that's Justin not true, Felk. You've seen some of it. I've seen some, yeah. Ballard forced me to watch some of it, but I, I no. And every time I watch anything on Disney Plus now, it's just like you want to watch Captain Marvel, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> it knows. And it, it knows you too well. Yeah. No, it just knows I haven't watched it yet. Uh, and I've watched every other Marvel movie on fucking <laughs> Disney Plus, and it's just like after every one, you should watch Captain Marvel. It's good. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Bree said she doesn't care. What I loved it. On it. I thought it was so good. Bree- I rewatched it multiple times. <laughs> I will, I will say uh, wants you to at, watch it. at the red carpet, if I couldn't fuck ScarJo, because uh, Justin is hard, is already in her, uh, Florence 
Pog, Pug, whatever her name is pronounced. I didn't think she looked that good, actually. She really? didn't look that good. She looks fine, but her dress is not super flattering. But she I no, mean, she's just hot. Breasts up. She just looks like a young ScarJo. Yeah, but but she's hot. I th I thought Margot Margot Robbie looked really good too. I yeah, think she got to throw she Margot in yes. somewhere. Okay, so Charlize didn't look amazing, but Charlize no. sitting next to Margot was like a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like those two blondes, bombshells. Uh, want to fuck them so bad? By the way, Felt <laughs> just shared an image with us. He wanted to see of Florence I'm, I'm and Scarlett shaking right hands and jumping and screaming in each other's faces in orange. They're about to fucking, yeah, like do some lesbian shit. They will be uh, incredible together in Black Widow, the two of them. The, the sex They're playing sisters, right? That's They are playing well, sisters. I think it's quote unquote sisters, just like uh, uh, Rachel Weiss is quote unquote their mother and their father is quote unquote David Harbour. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I think it's like, a, like, I think it's like a fake family. They, they should actually have them be sisters, though, because they look enough like sisters. I think the purpose of Florence looking like ScarJo is so that she can... We should just call her FloPew. Uh, ScarJo and FloPew, <laughs> I think FloPew probably is just supposed to look like her, so when they switch her into the next Black Widow role, because ScarJo's gone now, everyone goes, yeah. oh, okay, I don't... Wait, looks right. Okay. Like, all the idiots in the middle America from like Houston, Texas or something, or just probably be like, oh, okay, I get it now. I barely understand anything. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil. Uh, <laughs> we don't care. I hate Houston so much. I love Houston. Actually, I hate Dallas. It hates Dallas. the rest sorry, of Dallas. It hates Los Angeles, trust me. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. I, I've listened to enough cool boys to know where Phil's from. It's, Texas is a wonderful state. What's yeah. your favorite part of Texas? Me? The barbecue. The barbecue. I meant like regional. <laughs> I like Houston uh, or uh, Austin area. Austin's good. Yeah, Austin's fine. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I love those strip clubs in the middle of nowhere between Austin and, and San Antonio. I mean, they're not really. They're still on the outskirts, but oh man, they're great. How how many strip clubs have you been to, Folk, in your life? Yeah, what's I, that number? I, I, I'd really have to think. I mean, it, it's not just ballpark. It. When I find a good one, I go back to it. So I, I, I'm not super adventurous. I mean, I, I, I go to ones. I mean, there was like eight in San Antonio alone. I definitely went to all of them. Um, and, and then I <laughs> toured most of Los Angeles. I mean, you know, you know where the real place is, right? The real place no. to go? City of Industry. I did not know that. I've only been to... Three strip clubs in my entire life. Oh wow! I know. You should go like on maybe. an adventure with Felk. I took I, I took know, Ballard on, on on a couple of adventures. Many adventures. A long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago to a galaxy far, far away. And a different Ballard. <laughs> yeah, a free Ballard. <laughs> Justin, do you have any more questions? I kind of would rather just do that than talk about the fucking Oscars. I never oh, said no, my no. fuck me. Oh, guys, my fuck me's easy. My fuck me, her name is Sharon Choi, and she was the translator for fucking Bong uh, Joon-ho. That's so weird. <laughs> She's not even that hot. She wasn't even the hottest Asian girl there. I thought she was super hot. I also thought Rose Tico was looking really hot. Yeah, she's great. She was looking good. She was looking awesome. Um, Gal Gadot, I thought, looked great, but I also, it was like Gal Gadot and Natalie Portman, Margot Robbie, they didn't look exceptional for the Oscars. I just know they're beautiful women. 
I didn't like Gal Gadot's dress. It was like a pink tutu thing. It was mm -hmm. distracting. It's fucking distracting. Her up on stage and with uh, Ripley and uh, Carol Danvers. Weird. My son actually was like, who's the lady in the pink dress? And he was referring to Gal Gadot. And we were like, oh, that's Wonder Woman. Because we told them we, that was Wonder Woman, that was Ripley, and that was Captain Marvel. Like, they don't care about their actual names. Yeah. True. And then and then Bree said, all women are superheroes, which seems like an over-exaggeration, Bree. No, that's when I looked at my kids and I said, <laughs> they are. They are. Every single one of them. So if you ever see one that looks like she's crazy and she's just spouting off weird words and she's got, like, rats in her hair and she's not wearing, like, clean clothing, like, she's still yeah. a superhero and you should go hug her because you won't get AIDS by just touching some fucking homeless person. <laughs> so true. Ava Braun, superhero. <laughs> Ava Braun is a superhero because she's a woman, Felk. Yeah. Future is female. The force is female. I know. All the things I care about have been ruined gradually. The cock <laughs> is female. All right, speaking of red carpet things that were revealed, though, because you, did, you, did you guys like Natalie Portman's fucking uh, Chanel cape that had the embroidered names of all every woman who didn't get nominated for a directing Oscar? Yeah, I, I didn't know Natalie Portman's dress. Like, I didn't know the details behind it. That That's the one thing that, like, bothers me the most about the Oscars. I know we're going to get into more stuff, but it's like, it's a bunch of people putting on this show for everybody. And the entire time, they're, like, bitching about the Oscars. Like, I don't, did anybody, like, did anybody notice it from this year? Because I haven't watched the Oscars in, like, five years. But it was, like, just people complaining about the Oscars as they were at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, that's what Joaquin's speech was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the entire thing was just like complaining about the Oscars, and I was like, Jesus fuck, like, I don't want to watch this to begin Dude, with. Justin, you're so right that when the fucking president of the Oscars like came out and he's like, we have some important things to discuss. I was like, oh, yeah. here it is. God he's damn canceling it. <laughs> the Oscars after this season. 2020 will be the last Oscars. Never. He's probably so. He's probably so pissed off like listening to all these people. I mean... Yeah, it, it was just a weird phenomenon. Like, they want you to watch them get their awards, but the entire time they're complaining about the process mm -hmm. and the awards themselves. It was such a weird thing, but, you know, whatever. It's uh, it's like Felk's uh, Forky Asked a Question article you wrote a few weeks ago, or had you read about it, someone wrote a few weeks ago, and he was just like, yeah, you didn't write it. And he was just like, he's like, oh, white privilege sucks, and it's so horrible, <laughs> and all these white people just commonly are just so fucking lame and i'm white it's just, <laughs> it felt the same thing for the it's just because i read it and got to the end i was just like oh wow <laughs> the call was coming from inside the house what a twist it was it uh, justin great. have you heard that episode did you listen to our fucking forky spoiler cast episode i have not unfortunately. it's great it's great and it doesn't require you to actually have to see this forky episodes to listen to it do you know the article he's talking about no, I missed I The miss Hollywood that one. Reporter wrote uh, had an article called "The Unbearable Whiteness of Toy Story 4, and it complained about <laughs> how all the characters were voiced by white people, except the ones who were voiced by black people. But there's not enough of them, and, and uh, also, also, and don't how count Keanu Forky's Reeves, a very white fork. Asian. What? Don't count Keanu Reeves, who's Asian, which they also no, they don't count him, but but they That's also true. don't. Uh, then they go on to say like. Pixar really should do movies with like more diversity, like these up ten upcoming Pixar movies that are all like about black children or, or Mexican right. children or something like that. It's like they're doing it. They're doing the thing you're complaining that they're not doing. 
in right. your well, article. Don't mention Monsters, Inc. having a, a little Asian girl as the main character. The only human in the whole fucking movie is a little Asian girl named fucking Boo. I never thought Boo. she was Asian. I never thought she was Asian, but okay. Boo. Yeah, Boo's Asian. Who's yeah, Boo's Asian, Asian yeah. I, I don't think these people... Bull, I don't know. I feel like these people are just bullshitting everyone, though. Like, they know there's, like, a percentage of the country that's going to read these, like, articles. I, I really so don't think they, I really... When these people write these articles, I don't think they believe in anything they're saying. But I could be wrong. I don't know. No, they don't no, believe they're they're saying. None of the people in the Oscars believe in anything they're saying, except, except for Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. He's the only one who's actually crazy. He's the only Nobody's one Nobody's like, saying what they mean anymore. What? Nobody says what they mean anymore. No, but they're all complaining about, you know, like the, the climate. And, and then they fucking fly private to Palm Springs for the weekend. They have right. 17 children. Uh, they have they felt felt meat. What? They offset all the fuel jet fuel that they burn and use up flying private by not drinking out of water bottles that are plastic. It's so it works. Yeah, that's no, they do that, too. Uh <laughs> They got mad at uh, fucking Jason Momoa got mad at Chris Pratt for appearing in a photograph with a fucking plastic water bottle. And he's like, bro, you know, we should do better. And Chris Pratt's like, yeah, you're 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 right. And then fucking the next 17 tweets of J Jason Momoa are him holding goddamn plastic water bottles over and over again in different scenarios. It's like, <laughs> what world do you think you fucking live in? Fuck water bottles, man. I drink my water straight out of the fucking puddle. Now, my point is that Joaquin Phoenix is the only <laughs> one who I think probably is actually like driving from places in electric cars instead of flying private and eating bugs. And I shit. loved Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix's speech, though, when he fucking just got up there and just unloaded his fucking like free riding. And then he yeah. got to the end. And he goes, and my brother died. <laughs> River. He just, he didn't mention like, River. Did he mention River? Up there. <laughs> he didn't mention River. He practically was crying. He was crying up there. <laughs> I don't, I don't, wait, Justin, did you mention River? I do not remember him mentioning fucking River Phoenix. That was the end. That, that's news to me, but maybe he did. I, I, was I remember him talking about speeches. how we inseminate cows and how that's, that, no, that yeah, 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 calorie. why yeah. we're racist. No, he ended it. He ended, he goes, and as I'm up here, I'm thinking about my brother who loved and just had love in his heart. And he's not here anymore. And I was like, yeah, because he had love in his heart when he was doing all those drugs at the Viper Room. And that's when my drive past like, the Viper yeah, Room. I look at this Plimpton. fucking stupid. I'm like, River Phoenix died there. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's a great, it's a great room. No, I'm so jo Joaquin. Joaquin did a speech about a month ago where he was, you know, he was kind of on his thing, lecturing people about saving the earth. At the globe, but he he apologized for flying there with a private jet. Yeah, he said, "I'm here. I'm here today. I forget what the event was. It might have been was a political a thing. Yeah. Apologies. Don't put ice back in the fucking Arctic, Joaquin." His entire awards tour has been like a series of lectures. Basically, it's it's been weird. Yeah, I, I agree though. Like, I think he it comes from a place of sincerity. Like, he really is crazy. The rest of these people, like Brad Pitt, was like the glaring example of like somebody handed him a cue card and they're like, "Hey, can you say this up front yeah. and then go on to your speech?" Yeah, yeah. but like yeah. Jo Joaquin actually he believes what he said. Also, it was uh, it was a weird start in the sense that. No one cares that Brad finally won his Academy Award because it wasn't well, he was for like making a role that for... was special. No, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. I'm yeah. sick of that shit. I mean, we can probably get into this more later or maybe not. But, like, I'm sick of people getting honorary Academy Awards. I thought his performance was good in Once no, Upon a Time. No, I don't think – honestly, I, I remember watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and just being like, okay, he's Brad Pitt. Like, I didn't think of yeah. him as anything other than Brad Pitt. I've watched Brad Pitt and other shit and been like, that's a fucking great role. You yeah. should be nominated and maybe you're lucky enough to win. 
But like Martin Winniford, The Departed, I like The Departed, but it's by far not his best film. And like yeah, Martin should, should have like won for so many other movies before The Departed, but he didn't. So they gave it to him for The Departed. And like that's the thing the Academy does now is they mostly are like, shit, we, ha- we didn't actually give it to him for that. So let's give it to him for this. Um, Russell Crowe deserved the Academy Award for The Insider. So he got it for Gladiator. You know what I mean? It's just like it's like fucking stop. No, he got the award for Gladiator for Gladiator. No, he did not. I disagree. He got it for the Insider for sure. He got for the Insider. No, I mean he should have got it for he should have got it for both of them. I I think Gladiator is definitely an Academy performance. Didn't he get? But I thought in. No, no, he got it for Gladiator. Yes, Felk. I'm just saying he should have gotten it for the Insider. So he got it. No, I thought didn't he get it for the Insider? No, he did not. No. No, he didn't get it. We'll see who won. I mean, only Benicio could have beat him for Gladiator. And I mean, I think Maximus is a character that's going to live forever. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. You make a good point, Ballard. Like, I, I thought the Brad Pitt Academy Award was purely, like, a legacy thing. Yeah. Uh, I, thought Al, I thought Al Pacino was fucking on top of his game. Oh. In a way, I haven't seen Al Pacino in a long time. I actually picked him to... I was the only person in the oh, fucking really? pool that I did. Michael Caine <laughs> beat him for the Cider House rules. That explains it, because of abortion. So, I had a, a second list, Justin, that was a little bit more... Frivolous. I guess we should just get into this before we actually get into the uh, the <laughs> awards. Um, Justin me. had a pool, and uh, it was through his good friend Gary Sinise. So the pool was, um, you know, all these different picks. And Justin, you said you picked Al Pacino. I did, and I wasn't confident at all. But I felt like he should have won based on who was there. He was my home pick. So at home, I kind of went a little bit more wilder than I did with the pool. And he was my home pick. I really did want uh, Al to win because I, I, I knew Brad was going to win because everyone said it. But I actually liked his fucking performance of Jimmy Hoffa. It was my favorite part of the movie by far. Absolutely by far. I, I haven't seen it yet because it's four hours long. <sighs> it's it. It feels four hours long too. <laughs> Had I have watched it, I probably would have known better than picking it for best uh, visual effects. I remember when I saw that pick, Felk. <laughs> you were the, you were the only person who picked that one. I was like, oh, he just threw that one away. Well, that's okay. I really thought they finally nailed it. I don't think so, but hey, I watched Tron Legacy again recently, and uh, they've come a long way. I watched that. Re- I watched that recently too. Disney Plus. Fun, fun, bad movie. <laughs> it's a stylish bad movie for sure. Yeah, I love the music of Tron Legacy. I love the IMAX of Tron Legacy. I love it's just the updated plot of Tron, and um, I think Joseph Kaczynski is an incredible filmmaker. <laughs> I like Oblivion. I liked Only the Brave. Actually, I loved Oblivion. I loved Only the Brave, and I cannot wait to see Top Gun too. I still haven't seen Only the Brave because every time I see it, I see the fucking fake movie from Entourage with firefighters in it. <laughs> Uh, only the Braves awesome and it's super something sad. jumpers claim jumpers called, no smoke jumpers smoke jumpers yeah that's it that sounds right yeah uh, are we gonna go through all of these because we haven't done one yet <laughs> we haven't got the, you know what we need to do is we should go through the entire Fast and Furious franchise right now and give them our cool boy rating I haven't seen any since five I haven't seen any since one so I'm I just, not the right saw, I just watched Hobbs and Shaw 
And after watching Hobbs and Shaw and having seen the F9 trailer and the F9 concert <laughs> with fucking Cardi B and Vin Diesel and Ludacris, I can tell you there are so many digs. And I don't mean Tay digs. I mean just so many fucking digs at each other. They're like, just like, they're like, fuck you, this. No, I'm going to, The Rock is like, I'm going to give you guys the best Fast and Furious fucking film. I'm going to make sure my fucking Fast and Furious film has Ryan Reynolds in it, has fucking Kevin Hart in it. My Fast and Furious film is going to have the biggest stunts. I'm going to fucking really do this shit up. <laughs> and then you can tell from the F9 trailer, you're like, oh no, Vin's going to do it differently. He's going to beef it up more. He's got a fucking car on the end of a rope penduluming through a fucking valley so it can swing <laughs> up and hit a plane that's flying through the air a stealth plane and then the trailer ends for f9 and what does vin do he goes that's fucking family right here this is family right here this is family <laughs> meaning like no one not that's involved so right good. now with the entire cast on stage is not family and then han comes walking out and he goes yeah this is family and then han walks out and he goes wait han's what? dead and everyone's like justice for han what han's coming back he's not dead han no. came back to life in the trailer who knows All we right. don't understand right. why i don't give a shit i remember i remember on twitter it said han is alive and I thought it was Han Solo, and then I got directed to the Fast and Furious <laughs> Fast 9 trailer, which I watched. The name Han. And I don't, I don't know all the details between Vin Diesel versus The Rock, but Vin Diesel cannot bring it as hard as The Rock. Like when I watched the new trailer, yeah, it was fine, but it was missing The Rock and like all those other people. That's, that's just what my, The Rock wants you to think. That's Justin. my uneducated opinion on Fast and Furious. It's Vin Diesel's only franchise, though. Nobody wants oh, Riddick yeah. anymore. He, he lost Triple X, kind of. He's got Groot. No, he'll never lose Triple X. I'll, I'll be there day one for the next one. Did you, did you nice. see the last one? It. I think so. Is it with Tony Collette in it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't yeah, see it. No I, I, did, I, I ironically watched the last one, and it's horrible. It's got that lesbian in it, who's, who's in John Wick 2. Uh, Ruby Rose, yeah. Ruby that's Rose. the one I watched. Yeah. New yeah. Batwoman. I would definitely... I would, I would turn her. It's a solid... <laughs> You can't solid turn that. 2.5, boys. I can turn her. The last of the last triple X is solid 2.5? Really? Solid 2.5. Wow, not solid bad. Solid 2.5. Well, I recommend watching the Fast and the Furious franchise, but I have to say, make sure you work in there. Better luck tomorrow. It's an unofficial spinoff um, about Han. No, spin in. Spin in. Spin in. Yeah, spin in about Han. Yeah. Okay. All done by uh, Justin Lin or Justin Wan. I don't know which. I know Han is Asian. It's Justin Lin's about it. <laughs> F. Gary Gray's it's in it. And it's James Wan, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Both good directors. Let's talk about the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're starting off here. We're starting off at the, the, the end of the show, I guess, and working backwards. We're uh, going based on what Dark Horizons picked for us again this time. Best like picture. Globes. Uh, yeah, this is the biggest upset of the night. Parasite won, beating all the other movies, and everyone thought that uh, 1917 was going to win. I sure did. So I picked Parasite. I picked Parasite. What did I pick? I picked. I picked. <laughs> there's, there's the. I picked uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Sounds. for the pool, I picked 1917. Um, Parasite should have won. Yeah, Parasite, I, I I don't understand how you win International Best Picture and Best Picture. This movie better be fucking amazing. I have not seen it yet. I'm about to see it tomorrow night, and it better be fucking amazing. I haven't seen it yet. I, I think it's really good. 
It's a, it's, uh, it's a movie where like you shut off your brain because like you trust the filmmaker is going mm -hmm. to entertain you. So you stop guessing what's going to happen. And you're like, all right, bong. I don't even know his name. Bong. Yeah, bong. bong Joan. Oh. All right. All right. Bong. Like, just take oh. me for a ride. Oh, uh, I, fuck. I wish you guys have, I wish you guys had watched this. Cause like, this was the one movie where like after the movie, I, w I was with uh, my friend Giselle and like we went to a bar and we hot. talked about Is this she movie. Hot? Uh, she's Filipino too. Yeah, she's super hot. That's a good name. Wow. Super hot. Um, we went to, we saw this movie in Los Feliz, went to a bar afterwards and we just like talked about the movie for two hours. And mm -hmm. like that's, I feel like that's pretty rare. Like, yeah. Usually you watch a movie and you're just like, all right, well, it was, you know, it, it was entertaining. I, I hated Sounds his like previous you like movie. This girl, Justin. Yeah, oh, she's great. No. no, she's great. I feel like the real message is like flipped from everyone's opinion. So like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it right now. But watch it and hit me up and let me know because like, I, I feel like he's trying to say something different. But Interesting. We'll see. Who knows? Best director is next. <laughs> uh, and Bong, Bong. Jun Ho also won for Parasite. This one also shocked everybody. Who thought I that Quentin agree. Tarantino or Sam Mendes would win it? Or maybe Scorsese? Definitely not Todd Phillips. I'm disappointed that Quentin Tarantino is never going to win now. Clearly. It should have it been Sam. He was doing like eight-minute takes. He Well, see, I liked how Bong, though, kind of like acknowledged Martin and Quentin in his acceptance speech for that award. Yeah, he was like, and then I said, can't fuck you, Todd Phillips and Sam Mendes. Well, he kind of ended it a little bit, I guess, in jest with them. But it was well, cool for him to be like, I grew up with Martin Scorsese, and he inspired me to get into filmmaking. And then, like, I would make films, yeah. and Quentin would help promote them in the United States. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, like, that was really cool for him to win the award amongst his peers in that way. But I was a little baby boy bong in Korea, and I saw the film Due Date, directed by Todd Phillips. Uh, yeah, it, it Due blew Date's my great. mind. Due Date is a fucking amazing. Due Date is not good. <laughs> Due Date is a fucking great remake of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Automobiles. It's not a yeah. great remake. It's just a ripoff of it. It's a great remake. It's clearly that they're doing that. Yeah. I have not seen it. I, I feel like Bong is a, uh, <laughs> he's a South Korean Bong. Martin Scorsese. Like, that's what he is. Like, he, he, just, he just tries to emulate Martin Scorsese in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Sam, but Sam Mendes should have won. I'm, I was furious. Like I was like, I was throwing pillows and stomping my feet. <laughs> <laughs> the whole nine yards. Nice, I love it. All right, moving on. Best actor, <laughs> Jacqueline Phoenix won for Joker. Yeah, uh, I think um, we all saw I, this one coming. So yeah, I think this was it. I think it, or, I guess I guess Adam Driver would have been the upset though, right? Yeah. To, to steal Ballard's home pick, my home pick was Adam Driver, and I had it, and then I erased it last second and submitted my ballot. But I thought Adam Driver potentially should have won this. Is, have you seen the mar a Marriage Story or Marriage Story? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. Is it good? <laughs> it looks horrible. It looks I, two I, people I, yelling no, at each I, other. I actually, it's it's actually pretty light. It's not as heavy as you think. Ballard, have you seen it? No. Is it Revolution <laughs> Road or whatever, like even heavier? No, no, no. no. That's Sam Mendes. No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I Why think you bringing no that up. <laughs> I think Re Revolutionary Road. That was Sam Mendes, right? Yeah. 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 Sam Mendes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, I did not expect. I did not expect to like Marriage Story, but I actually liked it a lot. And dude, fucking ScarJo and Adam Driver mm -hmm. were revelations. I, I actually think Adam Driver should have won the Oscar, but the hype for Joaquin was just it was just too much. 
Did you like Joker? We don't have your opinion on it. I gave it a three out of five. I don't know. I didn't really... To me, like, Joker is like the yin and yang of Batman. And I feel like that the Joker movie did not set... Not this Joker. <laughs> the, the, yeah. The, the, it didn't set Joker up to be like an adversary to Batman. No. It was kind of like a by-the-numbers, like, drama. That was it. Yeah. So I, I gave it like a two and a half, three. Like, I wasn't like a fan of it personally. I think I said this on the podcast. I think I may have said this before uh, at home and around other people. But like, I think the film hides behind the DC facade of Joker and it doesn't get its chance to actually explore itself as a real film. And if it had nothing to do with Joker and could have just been about mental illness and people with special needs, I think it would have been a much more powerful film. And when it starts to become a Batman DC film, it's it's what I think hurts the movie the most. I agree with you, but I think if it wasn't a DC film, nobody would have saw it, and it True. never would have been made. And well, never would have made over a billion dollars. Well, speaking of yeah, things that it, no one saw, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's move on to Best Actress. Adam Driver. Which went to Renee Zellweger. Classy. I seriously thought this was going to Cynthia Ervio. I picked her too. Yeah, I picked yeah, Scarlett well. Johansson for a Marriage Story. <laughs> well, we were all wrong. I guess I guess Renee was the obvious choice. I was told that by my wife. She said Renee Zellweger is the obvious choice, and I said, "Uh, uh-uh, it's Cynthia's year." <laughs> I, I I had a Mandela Idiot. moment because I was like, I thought she, something happened to her. Like, like she's gone. No, 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 no to Renee Zellweger. I, I'm like, like she's died. Well, not died, but like. Something she and was on the five and, going. No, no, she went to like a fucking Golden Globes or some shit. And she had just had a lot of plastic surgery, so she didn't look yeah. like Renee Zellweger. But now she looks like Renee Zellweger again, just with plastic yeah, surgery. Yeah, I that I experienced the same phenomenon last night. I was like, wait, she's back. Yeah, she didn't. Look she like looks like a, a person. See, I missed she, the Golden Globes. I I, I did not know well, any of this. No, this is a while back. No, no, no. This is like five years. This is like six years ago. Oh. There was photos that came out where Renee Zellweger. Did not look like Renee Zellweger. In fact, you would not recognize her at all. And I think, so she had all this plastic surgery, and I think in the last five years, she has scaled it back. Because she looks more like Renee Zellweger now. And apparently she's still a good actress, so I'll, I'll never know, because I'll never watch Judy. But okay, I, I had the same feeling as Felk did, where I was like, wait, she's back. Is there something like in Hollywood? Because... Charlize Theron is an, a very recognizable face, and I was watching clips last night from Bombshell of her. No, Megan, she had makeup on, and her, I yeah. could not fucking tell the difference. I was like, "Oh my god, that looks like Megan." That, that's why I picked that one. Spoilers for uh, makeup. <laughs> yes, I think I picked that too for makeup spoilers. Okay, so on the, on the right there is the mystery woman that showed up as Renee Zellweger. That's too. what I'm saying. Like, look at that. And then they brought somehow the, the plastic surgery did another pass and made her look like Renee Zellweger again. That is bizarre. Like weird. It is weird. Is Ballard, it did you, Ballard, were you not privy to this information? No. This is news. <laughs> no, when when I saw her on stage, it like rocked my world. I was like, wait, it's ten years ago, Renee. She's back. <laughs> so did did she get Botox or something that night? She had something like- on her that was making her look uh, weird. She had just had some kind of surgery or something. Are we that's sure like, that's really her and that people yes. just like were just told that was her and she this random lady showed up and was like, I'm Renee Zellweger. Oh my God, this is working. 
It was bigger Renee. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bigger Renee. Yes. No, bigger Renee still looks like Renee because we've also had fat Renee, which I'm pulling up. Have right you now. have you listened to Bigger Luke? I have. I oh love that. Episode. I love Bigger Luke so much. I'm so giddy that I'm, whole episode. I learned a lot. I didn't know about the car crash. So that's fat Renee crash? versus versus yeah. versus mystery weird looking Renee. Wait, that's not Renee. That's a fat woman. No, that's Renee Zellweger from when she gained like fifty pounds to do Bridget Jones's Diary. That's not Renee Zellweger, the 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 thin one from the future past. That's, that's her. That's not her. Who is that? God, we're we're, we're th what two in? Uh, th no, four in. Uh, best supporting actress. This one I got correct. Laura Dern. This is a this is a legacy for her unrecognized work in Jurassic Park. Yep. That's all it is. This was my pick for the pool, but my home pick was Florence. Flopew? Oh, yeah, I want Flopew so bad. Flopew! She's uh, she's having a big fucking year, man. <laughs> she came out of nowhere, and it's just like, I, I did not like Midsummer, but she's good in it. I mean, she's fine. Yeah, but, uh, she's great in it. Her whole thing is just looking like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, which is a great thing to have. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, she's writing that right now. Thank God. I mean, if I could look like Scarlett Johansson and ride that for a while, I would do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people look like Megan Fox, and all they could do is just go, go into porn. Go straight into porn, Megan like Rain. Megan Rain and Megan Fox, <laughs> two X's. Yep. Megan Fox with two X's, Megan Fox with one X. She just did it eventually. Maybe. I have to look up Megan Fox with two X's right now. She doesn't. Megan Rain looks more like Megan Fox than Megan Fox with two X's. Except though. Megan Rain's titties are tinier than even Megan Fox's would be. They so. are. They are. But they're perfect. All right, who, who should I look up first? You don't Megan know Fox either of these women? Like How do you not know Megan Rain? She's like the greatest thing ever. I don't watch porn ever. Really? <laughs> wow. Megan Fox with <laughs> huge black dicks on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> huge That's black what's happening dicks. right now. <laughs> you got the surprise BBC. I did. You got surprised BBC. I don't oh. think Megan. I don't think Megan Fox the two X's looks that much like Megan Fox. Nope, not really. Yeah, okay, Megan Rain. Type in Megan Rain. Just R A I N. Yeah. Yeah, and Megan without an H. Oh. Okay. That's the same as Megan Fox does. Oh wow! Yeah. Now she. This chick looks like Megan Fox for sure. Yeah. She does hardcore shit. Porn now is insane. Because what the thing about porn now is that like. When you go back and like Nolan texted Falcon Eye the other day and he's like, "What? Who's the person that looks like Crystal Summers? That's not Crystal Summers." And he couldn't remember <laughs> who it was. And I was like, "Kendall Brooks." And he's like, "Yes." That is he's so, all excited. That's because you so, guys both stop had to stop jacking off when you got married to to porn. I did not stop jacking off when I got married. I've talked about it on this podcast. Well, jacking Nolan, off when my Nolan wife only came seems to know porn stars be from before two thousand. Only two thousand five and earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so I went and checked out Crystal Brooks because I'm like, "That's right." So, what does Crystal Brooks look like? I'm like, oh, God, how beat. She was the hotter of the two. Let's go yeah. check out Crystal Summers. I look at Crystal Summers. No, Kendall Brooks. And I look at Crystal Summers, and I'm like, oh, Crystal Summers, you're hella beat, too. They didn't look that I'm great like, back then, man, dude. <laughs> they were so hot, though, back SD in the day. Held a, hit a lot of – they didn't need as hot a girls back in the SD. When they were they shooting didn't. fucking Canon XL1s. Today, though, today they need hot chicks, yeah. and we're lucky. Hot chicks just want to have more porn. There, there is a lookalike with a similar name to like everyone, but now we're getting to the point. Like, uh, look up a, a yes. Look up Athena Ferris. Yeah. Look up Athena Ferris. Her name is a play on Anna Ferris, I think, who she kind of looks like. She's hotter than Anna Ferris. Way it's hotter like, than Anna Ferris. Yeah, it's not that hard to do. My though. biggest issue is that there's these. Some of these porn stars are doing more and more tats though to get noticed, 
And it's like Gabby Carter and like Laya Silver, two gorgeous women. Yeah. Don't do any more tats. Like you've that, done that enough tats. Megan, don't become of, Bonnie of Rotten. Rain doesn't have her Don't be Annabelle tat. Peaks. Oh, Anna, yeah, that's what? too far. Annabelle Peaks is too far. Yeah, she's way too far. Yeah. All right, now uh, now that completes our Laura Dern segment of this podcast. <laughs> our Laura Dern segment turned into a conversation about porno. She would love I, that. She would appreciate that. I disagree with this whole category, but I digress. Best Supporting Actor, Brad Pitt won. Yep, moving on. He beat Odom Shanks, Anthony Hopkins. We talked about it earlier, I think. We talked about how we wanted Al Pacino instead. I think we got through that one enough. Best Animated Feature, Toy Story 4. This is bullshit. (laughs) This is total bullshit. Yeah, I agree. I could lose the whole episode right here just talking about this alone, how much this pissed me off. Yeah, let's not do that, though. Missing Link is by far a better film. Is it it the best film, animated film? I don't think so. But it's did far watch, better, and it won the Golden Globe. Fucking How to Train Your Dragon 3 is a better anything. film with more emotion. Oh, I watched How to Train Your Dragon. I watched that. That's the only one I saw, How to Train Your Dragon. What was the other Klaus? one? Klaus? Oh, Klaus brought the house Klaus is stupid down. as fuck. You, don't, you, you didn't like Klaus? I didn't. Did you? I actually, I, I give it a 3.5. You I saw Klaus. It. What's Klaus? Klaus is a Cl- Netflix Klaus thing. Klaus is okay. about Santa Claus. Oh. It's about how Santa Claus was created. I watched Klaus... And you're like, I how was, do you not like Klaus? You have kids. Like, I know. I watched Klaus. My kids you. were watching it, and I was just like, "Fuck this movie!" Really? Who's the fucking voice actor for this fucking little nerd. The, oh, there was some Jason bad vo- I'm yeah, over there this. Was, there was some bad casting. There was there was no good animated movies this year. But it should Klaus not have died been Toy in a Story. cool way. He died what? in a cool way in the end. I like that. Klaus Santa dies. Claus d- dies. Yeah, at the yeah. End yeah. Of Remember the movie? how he walks in the forest and he just disappears? Oh yeah, and, and then and, and then Jason Schwartz. Sorry, spoilers. And then the other guy becomes. Oh no! Please spoil the fuck out of Klaus. I don't give a shit. That <laughs> yeah, people Justin, are. Do you think I'll ever dude. watch Klaus? <laughs> that ain't yeah. me. My uh, no my, my brother would not shut up. Like over Christmas, he's like, "You have to watch Klaus." Really? And finally, like, yeah. No, I. The one. It's a very hollow movie. Like the story only clicks on a couple cylinders. But dude, yeah. the animation. The animation is good. So that was that was yeah. Netflix's big Christmas movie this year because they seem to do one every year. The last one was obviously Falk no, no, Felk, Felk. They do many every year, oh, many really? every year. I, yes, I just saw the Kurt Russell one, and let me tell you, Kurt Russell was fantastic. Dude, isn't it Captain Ron the sequel? Except yeah, I found out Captain Ron <laughs> is sure. Santa Claus. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's Captain like it's, it, it was a decent movie. I, I was I was fine with it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the uh, I forget what's called a Christmas something. Was it called Chronicle? It's. Uh, uh christmas chronicles fucking yeah. insane i believe yeah yeah um they do they do every year they do a huge rom-com like one of them is a major rom-com christmas rom-com it's the major christmas rom-com this is netflix and then they do like four smaller rom-coms and and two of them of those four smaller ones are always princess bound like somehow a princess has a crazy adventure around christmas where she gets mixed <laughs> up and what's the mix-up? And it depends on the movie you're watching. It always happens. And in real life, princesses, in real life, princesses are currently <gasps> quitting being princesses Who's to this? Uh, be Canadian actresses. That's a, that's Athena Ferris, um, isn't it? Wow. Is she a big tits or small tits? Very small. small. They're pierced. Nipples. I can't do it. I can't do it. She's, oh, she has great tits, man. I just can't do small tit porn. Porn's not there really? for small tits. Yeah. 
porn's there for the biggest of everything. Biggest cocks, biggest asses, biggest tits, biggest cocks, and the biggest dicks. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, all three of them. Yeah, look at her. Is she Asian? Who is this? She might have a wow. little bit of Asian, like a 16th in there. Well, That's I'm liking great, her now. Uh, she's a white girl. That's a great photo. See, see, Anthea has the exact same placement of a tattoo that Megan Rain got. They put that, they, they get a tattoo right there on the hip. That's just the, the way to mark them to like, you know, like, yes, I'm, I'm a whore. I'm the real, I'm the real one. Yeah. Or, or it's a great way to mark yourself during the deep fake. So it's like, oh, look, it's Athena Ferris. That, that is actually, I think, a thing. It's just because Megan Rain's face maps so, or Megan Fox's face maps so easily to Megan Rain. Like that tattoo is a nice way to know, like, all right, that's really me. That's really me. It's, it's, it's like a way to, like, it's like an indicator. It's like an actual thing where, like, you have to, it, close enough to the pussy, you have to have some identifier that lets you know it's your pussy. That's why they all get tattoos, like, right there. That's that's perfect. I love this. I love it. Like so you can so you can claim photos for copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god, loving this. Yeah, she does so much porn. Generally speaking, I'm just, I'll, I'll just say too much interracial lately in porn, but I, I just too much. <laughs> black is uh, you fucking sicko. Everybody has to do black now if they're coming into the porn industry. You have to do black, and it's like scary. Eh, I, I don't. Uh, not for me. Like that's how my uh, my dick looks like. You I can't don't have to that. get fucked by a black guy. Why do you care? What? <laughs> do you see a uh, black dick when you're masturbating and just go? I can't do it. No, I can power through it, but it's never going to be as as a uh, as effective. Are you kidding me? I'm white, and when I see a black dick in porno, I'm like, yeah, I got a black dick today. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I I always know not today. Oh yeah, not today. I, I, I'm, I'm with Falk on this one. I, I just said that. I have problems with circumcised dicks too in porn, honestly. So. No, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Manuel Ferreira. Yeah, well, it's just like that. That's not right. What's all that extra but, stuff? Well, the thing is, is that he like rips out his foreskin and like rubs it on girls' bodies. Oh, it's he really weird. makes his foreskin part of fucking. Yeah, it's, he it's does. A, he does. It's a little much. All right, that was that completes our Toy Story conversation. Oh wait, no, Justin. I've talked on this podcast, uh, uh, not at length, but already about Toy Story 4 and how much I hate it. I can't stand it. I think it's the worst by far of the series. Justin, you and I have talked previously very little about Toy Story 4, but I know that you don't like it. What is up with Toy Story 4 for you? It contradicts the trilogy. The, tr the trilogy is all about accepting the fact that you're a toy and being there for the child no matter what. And Toy Story 4 was like, fuck it. Let's get Bo Peep as a feminist and yeah. let's break all the rules. Yeah, break, and let's yeah, break. That, that, that's change. That's because of society, it's, societal changes. It's it's so and like, I mean, I think I think Ballard knows for sure. Like, I don't have a family like, but it, it's so ridiculously anti-family. Not it only is. not only in the fact that like Bo Peep drags Woody away from his gang, which would ne which would never happen in a million years. Right. But it's but the, so weirdly toxic how she does it. This, yeah, and not only that, like the scenes with, I think Molly is the little girl. Mm -hmm. Correct me. If, okay, Molly is with wait, her wait, parents. No, Bonnie. Bonnie. Bo oh, thank you. Bonnie is with her parents. So like, ha so like, what, 30% of the movie is like the scenes with the humans. Right. And it's always like the kid Bonnie is like going fucking crazy. Yeah. And if you were like, whoa, what's a family like? And someone put on Toy Story 4. <laughs> your instinct would be like oh having kids is the fucking worst thing ever and like i obviously have no kids but like it, it it's it's just a very 
it's a very weirdo perspective of like storytelling that they decided to like dig up Toy Story and be like, we need to add on this extra story because it's disconnected. It's so disconnected from well, like the franchise, as you mentioned, but it's disconnected from reality. And like, I get it. It's a story about toys coming to life when the people aren't paying attention. But Toy Story one, two, and three have always been about reality-based world. Like, how do we take this yeah. suspension of disbelief and make it? You know, something that, like, works in your reality, that your actual reality. Yeah. And Toy Story 4 goes and just breaks reality. I mean, the, you touched upon it with the family. You know, a good chunk of the film is with Bonnie's family. There's a point near the end, it's definitely the third act, where Bonnie's dad is driving an RV illegally. Stop and go, stop and go, because keep, people keep hitting the brakes on him. Yeah. Uh, toys do. He's and he's miserable. trying to gun it. And it's fucking awkward, right? But he's breaking the law, and, like, nothing <laughs> is happening because of it. And it's like, yeah. think, you're just like, wait, the cops would have arrested him. They wouldn't have just been like, oh, what's going on, mister? Everything okay? Okay, <laughs> you just drove an RV illegally into this carnival festival and fucking like almost could have killed people. And we know when people drive into fucking crowds, it causes fucking serious injury or death. So maybe Pixar, you shouldn't represent that in a fucking movie. Yeah, it was like their whole goal was to represent family as like this negative. But also they, they they were trying to promote their new theme park in Florida. Pixar Pier. Like and like literally That's Toy it? Story 4 was about a theme park. It's so a like, commercial for a theme park? It, it, well, 100% it was a commercial for their new theme park. But also like the agenda Classic was Disney. the agenda was like it was weirdly anti-family, and like that's the thing that struck me about the movie. And yes, it the is the fact that it, because like Toy Story is one of the best trilogies of all time, in my opinion. Like it has like a mythology. <laughs> it okay? No, I, I no, I I think all I think all the, the first Don't three Toy so Stories. Our guest felt. <laughs> I, uh, I I got scoffed at, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a big Toy Story fan, and I think the fourth one not only did it serve no purpose, but it contradicted the first three. Yes, it did. Just just to, to score some like woke points, it was it's a very and also to promote the new theme park. See, that makes sense. It finally makes sense to me because I did not know that. Like I obviously like so many Pixar Pier. Every single movie now is practically some form of a commercial for the theme parks for Disneyland, Disney World, or some shit because. Those Maybe. are the big money makers. We talked about this in our Disneyland is broke episode. I forget what we called it. I think but, it's the only um, reason Avatar 2 is coming out still. It's because right, they need the front park. Disneyland needs the content. They're like, yeah, we got it's never Avatar coming Land. Out. We talked about this when fucking Galaxy Star Wars Land started and opened up. And we just talked about it recently again how Galaxy Rise Edge. of Skywalker has a, a scene in it or has is, is uh, a character Hux. Spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. Hux is a mole. <laughs> and that is all because of the rise of the resistance ride you can go right on in Disneyland. Your events that you do as a cast member in the film and the franchise now as a as a passenger in the ride actually creates Hux to become this mole. So like Disney's wow. commercials are these big things. I had no idea if Toy Story 4 was a commercial for something. Now it all makes sense. Because when I watch the film, I I I see them trying really hard to tell a story about finding your family and what does family mean and then they try to connect it in this way of like see woody's real family is 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 bo peep and keanu reeves and and key and peel now and that's woody's real family and i'm just like watching this going oh i don't think you at all understand what you're doing like he's he's 
he's shunning his real family to go run yeah. away with dr- with druggies, with junkies, with fucking like has-beens and fucking hi- like hitchhikers and shit, like hippies. It's like it's it's very far left weirdo stuff. It's far <laughs> too left. That's, that's weird. It's really odd. It doesn't make sense. It's a it's a moral that I had. Very rarely, I will have to contradict a film in front of the film in front of my kids. Yeah, no, it it was weird. Like I I watched it with a bunch of my friends, and we all left the theater feeling like something that we grew up with was like diminished completely. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but. I mean that that's the world we live in. Like we've we've all saw yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, but as as a parent, I can't let that fly. I, I can't I can't let the kids see the movie as a parent. I can't let them see something that stupid yeah. or that wrong or that bad of a moral story and go, that's okay. So like I do like I will I will blatantly contradict the films openly while I'm watching them and be like, that's fucking wow. wrong. Like I watch Frozen and I will bitch about Elsa and Anna. I mostly hate, Anna while I'm watching with the I kids. So my Frozen. kids don't look at Anna and go, Oh, I should be like Anna, right? Wink wink. I'm like, no, fuck that. Don't be like Anna. That's a horrible human being yeah. to be like. That that that's an interesting topic. Cause like I always wonder if I have kids, like how am I gonna be? In my my initial instinct is like protect them from all of this garbage like no, oh, i'm going to show them back to the future i'm going to show them indiana jones the first three i'm going to yep. show them star wars yep and i'm going to pick and choose but like to, to them like they'll never know that last jedi exists <laughs> my kids already love last jedi that doesn't work evangelicals tried that that with harry potter they just go to friends houses and still watch it <laughs> <laughs> yep. By the way, uh, something you left off there that I highly recommend putting on your list, Justin, if you have a kid someday and you want to show them something. Goonies. Yeah. Goonies. My kids love Goonies. My kids are four and six. They love Goonies. They fell in love with Goonies. They request Goonies all the time now. They love Goonies. All I have to say about a movie, if I want them to get into it, like Adventures in Babysitting, I'm going to show that to them next. And I'm like, guys, it's like Goonies. And they're like, oh, yeah. Adventures in Babysitting is very like Goonies. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Slightly older. No, I mean, Monster I, Squad's I, like Goonies. Goonies teaches I, you I, it's okay to make fun of fat children. Monster Squad <laughs> tells you to make fun of. Uh, fa- also of tells fat you it's okay people, to make fun of fat children. People. Monster Squad tells you to make fun of everyone. <laughs> uh, I I love Goonies, Ballard, so that, that's definitely the high on the list. Spying and on girls changing up. is okay. By I the can, way, can, here's a trick to those who have young kids and love movies, or those who plan on having kids and love movies. Show your kids when they're young, show them black and white films (laughs) or show them old movies. Like show them 1977 or 1975 Superman. (laughs) Show them that when they're young, show them wonder woman, the the Linda Carter, wonder woman when they're young, show them uh, Michael Keaton's Batman when they're young. So then, cause, cause that shit won't seem so outdated by the time they watch the newer stuff, show them things like Goonies and Willow when they're young. So they understand that and they don't look at the Muppets or puppets and all this shit and the bad rotoscoping and go, that's horrible. That looks like shit. They don't, they're not used to it. The, what like CGI like models look today. That's genius. You should have a blog Ballard. No, I've been told that because that's other things I use for the kids. Yeah. I told, or a podcast. (laughs) I've told the kids also, I've, um, I've told people this and they were like, Oh my God, you should tell people about that. And I'll give away it for free. One is I do subtitles uh, at home. I hate subtitles unless it's a, a foreign film. But I do it for everything now because it's a, a word association, hearing the yep. word and seeing the word and reading the word. Right. And so it's like a, it's like kind of helps with reading. Huh. And my daughter's 
six and she can read a whole graphic novel on her own. So wow. like it works yeah, fairly yeah. well. I can tell you that. And then the other thing was um, I can't even my kids read had a little bit of speech <laughs> impediments when they were really, really, really young because they had they were tie, uh, tongue tied, hmm. meaning just that the muscle or tendon at the bottom of their tongue was bigger than normal. Hmm. It just gets cut and That's their tongue power genes. So everything's uh, bigger than genes. normal. It's why it's my wife's genes, actually. Huh. My, um, so um, what we did is we just had them talk to Alexa and Alexa couldn't understand them for a while because they were like, you know, being baby talky with it. And they had to if they wanted to talk to Alexa, they had to learn how to talk. And so it became about like, wow. if I want to use this device, I need to actually say the words right. Yeah, that's fascinating. This hopefully concludes our talk of Toy Story 4 winning Best Animated Feature. Well, International is next. We'll skip that one. Parasite 1. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. Uh, then Best Documentary Feature, American Factory 1. This movie. I didn't see this coming. I, I thought it was going to be Honeyland. Oh, I definitely I thought I was going to see this coming. You didn't see this coming? No, I thought Honeyland. Well, uh, I know Barack Obama yeah. was the producer for American Factory. High so Road like Productions. Away. Something like that. Uh, that's that's the, the Barack and Michelle Obama production company with the, the Netflix deal. Ballard, did you notice that the during the acceptance speech for American Factory that the director said, Work, workers of the world unite, which is a Karl Marx quote, and this movie has a very anti-capitalist, pro-socialism uh, point to it, and it's produced by fucking Barack and Michelle Move Obama? on. I'll never watch it. Just saying. No, I'll never. I'll never see this documentary. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's some. They, they have socialist inclinations. They produce. You know what? Actually, movie. If this documentary was more about steel workers and steel factories being gay and having a party time, we play hard. We work hard. <laughs> like I would. Fucking Dad, why did you take us to a gay, a gay steel work, <laughs> steel mill? Why did you, you take us to a gay steel Dad, mill? I don't know. It's I the catastrophe. Like You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Yeah. I feel like if people win an award and you'd have no idea who these people are, they should not spout all this like political shit. Like yeah, they should no just go knows. up there, get their award, and like just just cane them off the stage. Like no, nothing makes me more angry than like when there's people on the stage who have no idea who these people are. Yeah, yeah. And they start and they start talking about uniting the workers around the world. I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? The worst <laughs> part is is when they're ugly too. You're like, you're ugly. They were ugly. You're well, ugly. I think one of them might have had cancer. Yeah, she so might I'm have had cancer. Go, I'm not oh going to go God. that far. Oh, my God. I told them the Coneheads. I was telling my kids that they yeah. were actually from another planet. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw, the, you also texted that to us, and I was just like, I think she has cancer. I'm not going to touch that one. Fuck that. Cancer's right. And she might not the have funny, cancer. She might just be a weirdo who shaves her head because it's hard. Who knows? The, the hardest I laughed during the entire Oscars was when Nolan <laughs> critiqued that one singer who was rather robust. She's so fat. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, that was the best moment of the Oscars for me is yeah. Nolan's text. That was great. <laughs> All right. Now we move on to uh, best adapted screenplay. Taika Waititi. One for Jojo Rabbit. Haven't seen it. Deserved Don't care. it. Deserved it. I love that movie. Good movie, yeah, for sure. Best yeah, original screenplay. We have to move faster. Uh, I never saw it. Bong Joon Ho and Han Jin won for Parasite. Agree. Wow. I, I I honestly thought that uh, Quentin was going to get this one. I did too. I thought Ryan Johnson might get it too. 
See, I thought Quentin was going to get it because of Legacy. I thought they were like, okay, we're going to give it to Quentin only for screenplay. Yeah, that, I honestly think that will be his legacy. I don't think he'll get a director. I think he'll get a screenplay. I feel like his legacy is getting Christoph Waltz to Oscars. Two Oscars, yeah. Pretty and much, not Brad right? I don't know. I like Brad Pitt, but like, I don't think he's a good actor at all. I think he looks like the quintessential Hollywood actor. But I think... His performances are all like just fine. I don't. I don't think he raises the bar of acting. Yeah, sure. There are a few films where I felt that he did Twelve Monkeys. I liked what he did a lot with that. Um, he's not like a huge. He's not like a huge character in that movie, though. He's, he's pretty huge. He's like, like third build. He could get a best he? supporting. I mean, he's that, he's that level of presence in the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I li- I, I actually really like his presence in True Romance. Yeah, that's just he just plays yeah. Brad Pitt there. Yeah, he he's plays in Brad it for Pitt like stoner. four minutes though. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's in the movie <laughs> and he's on the couch the entire movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think of my favorite Brad Pitt movie, Legends of the Fall, but he's not really performing much there. Well, it was in Glorious Bastards. Is also he's not in it that much either. But he was sold. Yeah, but Glo- Glorious Bastards might be number one for me. Once upon a time in Hollywood for me. Similar. Yeah. He's a great. He's a great character. Like he. He, I actually think they should have cut out Leonardo's character and just made it about Brad Pitt. You could have had, you could have had the Rick Dalton character, but like that should have been like five percent of the movie, and then Brad Pitt should have been probably eighty percent. He was more interesting than Leo, so yeah. Well, but like, who? Then how much percentage would you give to Margot? I say zero. I say get her out of the film or write her a real role. Yeah, it, that was a weird character for sure. Um, it should have been all about Brad Pitt's character. Like he, his character was the only character where I was like, I want to spend time with this guy. I wanted to spend time in that film, mostly in the Bruce Lee flashback. Like I really <laughs> liked that part of the movie. Like I liked, like I liked it when you were like on production sets with Brad Pitt, and he was a functioning real stuntman. He wasn't this has been stuntman that he was for most of the movie. I liked yeah, him when he was like, a real stuntman. I wish we got that movie. Because Quentin Tarantino got ripped for like, oh, fucking like Cliff Booth is like beating up Bruce Lee. Like that would never happen. But then yep. Quentin Tarantino's explanation was like Cliff Booth was this amazing soldier. And mm-hmm. he said if Bruce Lee met Cliff Booth in like the jungle of Vietnam, like Brad Pitt would have destroyed Bruce Lee, which is it's like a good point. But yeah. Yeah, it, it it seemed a little weird that like this guy was beating up Bruce Lee. No, Bruce Lee's overrated. Well. He wasn't really that good of a fighter. Well, also, <laughs> that, that it's be like true. this yeah, castration of men, right? Like in general, the way that like people see Hollywood now, they see men as like Robert Pattinson's, right? They see men as these like thin little wafy guys, these Timothy Chalamet's. Men are no longer like these big <laughs> burly dudes like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone or fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, you get any Rainbow now. Eddie Redmayne's right. a star. Exactly. So like, yeah. so people are like, man, uh, so a stuntman's like just a thin little piece of shit, dude, just like fucking like all these other people, you know? The youngest like, man no, is like, like Hugh Jackman. I mean, like they're not, yeah. they don't make him anymore. But yeah, stuntmen back Chris in the Hemsworth. day were like so hardcore. They nah. were so fucking hardcore. Chris the um, uh, stuntmen react <laughs> to stunts on Collider Crew this last weekend was like great because they were like, we're talking about how like stuntmen in the past were like, I, to this day are like fucked up in hospitals because their bodies are just destroyed and that they were like yeah. rock stars on set. Yeah, no, they have a union that about. makes sure everything's padded. Dude, 
Yeah. That's yeah, everything's padded, but then they CGI additional stuff, and it's a lot of pads that they, like, pull out, like, they land on. But back in the day when they would fall down, and they were showing shots from, like, this, uh, uh, it was not Red River, but it was something similar to that, where it was some old Western, and they were showing these people, like, taking dives off of horses, and it's like, nothing's padded. There's no extra dirt on the No, ground. and they fucking kill the horses, too, to make them fall. It looked like they were fucking these horses. No, they, just, they, they, they attach ropes yeah. to their legs, and when they hit a certain point, they, the rope just yanks them fucking down the ground. That's what they say. They attach ropes to their front legs, yeah. and they pull their front legs from underneath them so that they, they do a flip. But a lot of the horses, they would show in slow motion, their heads wouldn't tuck, and so their heads would just hit the ground head on, and it just looked like they broke their neck. Yeah. I've, I've always thought that. Like, when I watch movies with horses going down, like, they're dying. Yeah. No, modern movies use not, train not today. horses. Not yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. If you if you watch a Western from 1941 versus what happens in like Dances with Wolves, you can see the difference between a horse that was just trained to fucking fall over, but and versus one that is like plants and its neck right like goes yes. backwards and it's just like oh no, it's it's a totally different visual. You now, can see G Westerns from the 70s. Die. Like like spaghetti westerns, they were doing it then too. Yeah, yeah, that, but that's in Italy where yeah, that's laws are different. They're in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Spain. Spaghetti Westerns are Italian movies shot in Spain for American audiences. For Amer- for, for American audiences, audiences starring yeah. starring worldwide casts. Yeah. <laughs> All speaking yeah. their own languages. Yep. People didn't give yeah. a fuck back then. Nope. It was it was weird to me that Quentin Tarantino felt like he had to split this movie. Because like no nobody really is interested in like this Hollywood celebrity who's like facing the pasture. He should have just he should have just celebrated like the stuntman. Like if he embraced the stuntman, I feel like that movie would have been so much better. Because yeah. honestly, I left the theater being so bored of that movie. Yeah, I saw that movie with a bunch of friends, and I I walked out of there, and I and I remember I turned to one of them, and I was just like, you know, I like that movie, but it might have been the worst on his catalog. Yeah, I I think it's the worst movie he's ever made. Really, like, I love Jackie Brown, and a lot of people hate Jackie Brown. I, I fucking right. love Jackie Brown. It's it's better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because uh, I thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was useless. It kind of is. There's no point to Sharon Tate's character if you're not going to have the murder in the end. Yeah. Also, like we know, Inglorious Bastards has happened. So, like we know, Quentin has this alternate universe, alternate history in his bag. Yeah. It's like the entire movie, I was saying, like, okay, we know that Charlie's minions are not going to kill Sharon Tate. What's going to happen? And right. then it's like, oh, it's pretty clear that Brad Pitt is going to fuck him up. Okay. It's exactly what happened. But you better be aware of, like, Sharon Tate and her history. Otherwise, you're yeah. watching that film and you don't know who Sharon Tate is and you're just assuming that Margot yeah, Robbie's yeah. a random character in his film. You're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, a lot less people know who Sharon Tate is than who know who Hitler is. And yeah, and how yeah, Hitler died. No, yeah. The people that my friends that I saw it with didn't know who Sharon Tate was. So like they didn't care about Margaret Ruby. They're like, why was she even in the movie? And I was yeah. like, that's a good point. Like her character was totally underutilized. She was. Yeah. See, the way I thought that she was going to be tied in is I always expected that the, 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 you know, um, Marilyn Manson's people, I forget what they called them. Charlie uh, Manson. Charlie Manson? <laughs> The way they called him? Char- you Charlie said Manson. Manson. You said Marilyn Manson. Charlie Manson. Marilyn Manson yeah, didn't Charlie kill anybody. Manson, yeah. Charlie Manson, yeah. But what did he call his little people? They had names. The, the Manson family. Manson yeah. family, whatever. His little family members. Anyways, I always knew that they were not going to go into Sharon's house or something like that, that they were going to somehow fuck around with Rick and, and Brad. 
or I or yeah. Leo and Brad. I knew that that For was the sure. case. But I figured that Sharon would hear the noise and come in. In fact, I after after you saw the the ranch, the spawn ranch scene, I assumed they were going to just come up that road only looking for Brad. Like I just assumed they weren't going to be involved with Sharon at all. And I that, figured that, that was Sharon by would far come the best scene in the movie. That was that was that was see that's the scene where people were like Tarantino, you need to redo an, uh, a horror film. Like you need to redo Death Proof. You need to do a new movie, new a horror, new horror movie. When he when he punched like that guy off his feet, and they had that angle that was like yes. on the ground, like yes. that that was the first moment in the movie where I was like, oh, Tarantino like did something. I love the horseback riding <laughs> text. Yeah. Text horseback riding all the way to fight to get to beat the fuck out of Brad Pitt and he it lands and Brad Pitt's not there. But the way the horse is riding the ridge and then cuts down into the little like driveway area, that dirt yeah. driveway area and down that, like I love that shot. Dude, the fucking the old movie ranch was like 20 minutes of the movie. That was beautiful. Like I was like, okay, like Quentin Tarantino like showed up for this stuff. But then the rest the rest of the movie, I don't know. I I I wasn't a fan. There was a honestly. lot of driving and taking in the scenery. Yeah, a lot of it, lot of exposition too. It like I don't know. It was very bloated and it was very slow. And if they cut out Leonardo DiCaprio, I feel like it would have been a much better film. Like the trials and tribulations of a stuntman, like that's something that I'd be like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Like let's see what it's like. Okay. And let's see his character through him. his interactions with with Rick Dalton. <laughs> All right, this concludes our Discussion of best original screenplay. Let's move on <laughs> to best cinematography. Deacon's uh, no brainer. Where Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was also nominated, as was The Lighthouse, which sucks ass. And I liked it. Joker and The Irishman and Roger Deakins, the greatest living cinematographer, won for 1917. Back to back wins. We talked about Deakins a little bit in last week's episode, uh, Dunkirk in 1917. But, um, Justin, what did you think of Deacons at all? Because, I mean, there's no reason for us to belabor that point. Yeah, now. yeah, we said enough. Yeah, I mean, he, he was the clear winner. What did sure. you think of no, but the, uh, his cinematography in the film, at least? Amazing. I love 1917. Um, it's crazy because, like, every he, he kept filming in a 360 degrees motion. Mm-hmm. Which which speaks to the production design, which I think went to a different movie, which I was furious. I th- I threw my shoe at one point at the wall. Did <laughs> you really? throw the shoe? But Ro- Ro- Roger Deakins should have. I think he should have won this award by far. And I think did. I think the lighthouse was second though. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I I actually liked the lighthouse, which I was not expecting to admit. Oh wow! I hated the witch and I hated who- the lighthouse. I didn't. I never saw the witch because, like, I, I, I feel like it's gonna scare me. But I love it. <laughs> the, the the lighthouse was beautifully shot. I I was enthralled by the way that movie was shot. I loved it. How's the masturbation scene? How well was that shot? Uh, it's like right I above mean, his cock. You can. I mean, you can see a lot, but you can't see really? his cock. You can't see his cock. No, but you can tell he's what he's doing. Wow. I, mean, I heard that. Uh, that was like his first take. And it Wait, was, Ballard, you, Ballard, you haven't seen it? No, I haven't, but I know this part. So Robert okay. Pattinson's <laughs> first take is his masturbation scene, and they were just like they they had practiced it beforehand, him and the director together in the in his hotel room the night before, 
they were like working on it to like get the right stroking down and they both finally got <laughs> to a place where they were comfortable with robert's stroking and then the day of the shoot he like walks in there and according to the director robert pattinson just starts going at it like a fucking monster and they're like uh what uh-huh. and they're like all right cut i guess that's the perfect take and he's like that's it and they're like yeah and they're like and the director exclaims that scene, that sequence, that masturbation scene that he shot on the first day with Robert Pattinson set the tone for the remainder of the film. It and does, he was like, yeah. That's how wow. we're going to do it. Wow. That whole movie yeah. is... I, I, I can see it. Wait, so, so Falk, you, you hated it? Yeah, I, I did not like it. Quickly, what are your boys? What are your boys? One and a half. Three, 3.5. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, but I actually enjoyed it. I, I, I liked it less than the, the, the Vivitch. <laughs> Uh, I love recommending films that are not okay to recommend to people like the Vavitch. I recommend that to people. I'm like, yeah, watch the Vitch. <laughs> I, I heard, well, I watched the cool boys and I heard Ballard talk about the opening scene of it's the Vavitch, and I'm never, <laughs> I'm never going to watch that movie. Cause it's just it's a violent. trial where the family gets kicked out of the village. No, he's referring to the baby being, being killed. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm referring to. And yeah. rubbed all over the witch's body. That's like the third anyway. or fourth seed. <laughs> it's Roger Deakins. Well done. Yeah, Roger. Woo! All right, film editing. Ford v. Ferrari one, which shocked me. I, I look forward to seeing... Uh, this This list gives the wrong title. It's not Ford versus Ferrari. It's Ford v. Ferrari. Dawn of Justice. Uh, but yeah, that one. Uh, and... Uh, beat all those other movies is it okay i i have not seen it um I, i'm excited to see it at some point yeah me too me too apparently it's and a good I dad just movie i want to mention on here i mentioned it in our 1917 spoiler cast but um 1917 i think is a snub here because i i think that film like 1917 should be honored for its editing oh i put an eight frame dissolve on this whip pan i'm <laughs> yep. an editor that's a hard work that's hard work that may have taken the editor eight hours to put this film together maybe <laughs> It's a line he did cut. it. He did it in one day while watching movie fights the entire time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I hate those those people. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, moving on to best production design. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, won and Justin threw a shoe at a wall. At a wall, I threw a shoe. Wanting nineteen seventeen well, to win. I mean, 1917, like I said, it has the 360-degree views of World War One. I. I don't know what the Academy wants. They, they want Hollywood. Yeah. They made Hollywood look uh, like old Hollywood. I, I, I like that about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'd be like, oh, shit, Casa Vega. I've eaten there. Yeah, I know, dude. Oh, my God. I, I've eaten in a bunch of different booths there. Yeah. But the booth that they're sitting in in, in the film, I've, I've been there. In fact, I think that's where my going away party was. And I, I screamed out in the theater. I'm like, Casa Vega! <laughs> like, I was so excited <laughs> I saw it that I yelled it out in a theater. While closer to 8.30, Rick and Cliff went to the Valley Mexican restaurant landmark Casa Vega. Casa Vega! Vega! <laughs> I, I've been there. In fact, I think that's where my going away party was. Like, nobody knows what the fuck Casa Vega is. They probably thought it was made up for the movie. Moving on! Best score went to a woman? <laughs> Uh, now this name is not spelled correctly because it has uh, letters that are not English letters in it. But Hildur Gutenator. I think it's Hildur Gutenator. <laughs> Gutentag. Hildur Gutentag. Hildur Gutenator, who also, of course, did the score for uh, HBO's uh, Chernobyl, which had a good score. Uh, that, by the way, is exactly the same as the Joker score. It's like yeah. it's very much the exact same score. So. Uh, uh-huh. 
100%. Not super creative. Uh, John Williams doesn't need another Oscar. Thomas Newman, I don't know. Uh, two Newmans. Fucking two Newmans in here. Two. Randy is two Thomas's Newmans. uncle, I believe. I thought it was going to Randy, to be honest. I, okay, first of all, when Marriage Story song, my understanding goes, marriage story. <laughs> like it's a whole Mary. Randy Newman song like that, right? Short people got <laughs> no reason to live. Uh, yeah, Randy's a... Uh, I don't think he's that good, <laughs> so, but I mean, his scores can be good and Thomas Newman's scores can be good. Um, and of course, Randy Newman is a horrible, horrible score writer, <laughs> songwriter. The Newman's have been making music for so long well, because no, Randy Newman's father wrote the Fox fanfare. I mean, his score from Finding Nemo is memorable. And he, of course, did the score for uh, Shawshank Redemption. But uh, I don't remember his score from 1917. I saw the movie. So I, it, it was it was like Dunkirk's score, right? It was kind of like long strings. Oh, well, Dunkirk was like ticking. It was like the entire movie. Was no, it was like, sorry, it was like the Joker score. It reminded me of the Joker's yeah. uh, theme yes. from uh, uh, Dark Knight. Joker was a different key. But yes. Yeah. I, well, Joker, yeah, Joker and Dark Knight was fantastic. Yeah. Hans, Hans, Hans Zimmer's great. I didn't remember the Joker score at all. I didn't remember the 1917 score until the Oscars, like they, when they played the score. Yes. I was like, oh, shit, like, like that, that's a good score. I've, I picked, I picked 1917. I don't even know what one. Oh, the girl Joker. one, which was shocking because I thought it was a guy, which is why I didn't pick it. Hildor. It's a girl's <laughs> name. Yeah. I yeah, we, we, yeah. Now, now, the Globes, I, I, I explained that because, because of course when we did the Globes special, uh, I had seen the Golden Globes and Ballard did not watch the Golden Globes. So we did a whole episode reviewing the Golden Globes and I, I tried to explain that the girl was, uh, I thought pretty fuckable for a pretty hot yeah. for a composer and ballard's like i don't know who she is because i didn't watch the golden globes well ballard yeah. now you've seen her i think she's hot but like for should composer. she have won the, the best score was another category where i threw my shoe i was constantly throwing my shoe how many shoes this, did you have on yeah it ought a lot, a lot, a lot of <laughs> yeah. shoes. I had shoes on my butt. I had shoes wow. on my hands. All right. Moving on to best song. I'm going to love me again from Rocket Man. Elton John and his <gasps> husband won. I knew that was happening, clearly. Of course, it's Elton John's going to win. Uh, a gay guy I don't think it's his husband. I, I, think it, I think it's his collaborator. No, it's his husband. Is it? Yeah. Bernie? Yeah, that guy's... That, are they Are they married? I thought Bernie was like back in the day his like lyricist. I have no you, you idea. You could be right. You could be right. I didn't see the movie. Do they talk about it in the movie? Well, in Rocket Man, there's because Elton John doesn't write lyrics. He has a lyricist, and that's like his best friend, who I thought was named Bernie. And did he marry? Did did he marry Bernie? I don't know. That would be so cool. Maybe Bernie not. straight. I thought they had always been. I thought they were married. No, I think Bernie is just his lyricist. Hmm. Maybe that's right. But I don't remember that song from the movie at all. Did you but see the won. movie? Yeah, I did. It was did a good, you like Rocket I, Man? I, li I liked the movie. I don't remember the song, though. 
No, he's okay, straight. That's weird. I thought it, I thought that was Elton John's fucking husband. And he's married to women, including yeah, the, including Rene Russo's sister. <laughs> Bernie was, was played by Jamie Bell in Rocket Man. Huh. Interesting. So wait, Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody? Which one? I haven't seen either. It's close. It's close. It's close. Ooh, who wins though? Who do you think wins? Rocket Man. I, I I might lean Rocket Man too. I think it was really? a better film. Yeah, really? okay. I think well, Bohemian Rhapsody was like it was too happy. Oh, okay, yeah. It was, it was too, too much too of giddy. a P, it was too much of a PR movie for Queen. I think Rocket Man was a little more realistic for Elton John's life. So I've seen the end of both films, and <laughs> I love I love I uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody ends with the Live Aid concert. Yeah, that's a good and, ending. But um, I've even watched the 20-minute version of it that's on the uh, DVD because I own it, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, but Rocket Man, how it ends with the, uh, the the music video for, what was it fucking called? Oh, God. What's the name of that fucking song? I can't remember. You're going to love me again? I'm going to love me again? No. It's not that song. It's, it's for an old song you did. Anyways, but they inter, interplaced Taron Egerton into the music video where Elton John was. That's badass. That was cool, too. I liked it. Yeah. It's, it's different because, like, Rocket Man is a musical. Like, there'll be characters acting, and then all of a sudden they'll start singing. That's what I want to see. Oh, really? Like yeah. It's, it's, it's a straight-up musical, like a huh. Disney movie. Yeah, that's what I don't like. But, it's, but I, 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 every, in The Lion King, every time a musical came up that wasn't one of the three songs that people remember <laughs> from The Lion King, like, be prepared. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this was a song? Why? The Lion King had a lot of songs that aren't memorable, and now I'm having to see them with fucking CG lions, and it's not I'm good. Never I'm never watching the And then I watched The Lighthouse so. immediately after The Lion King, so it was a weird night. That's that's a weird night. Lion King is the, weirdest night is of the all worst time. song ever. Because it's like, so the movie is very commonly like a very, like a, a very, very structured, normal narrative throughout, like very similar to Lion King, the old animated one. Um, Same movie. Up until when uh, Beyonce gets into the movie. When Nala becomes Beyonce all of a sudden. Beyonce! There's a lot more Nala. That stuff. Yeah, Nala gets scenes that 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 aren't in the other Lion King film, which would be fine normally. But the structure of the film doesn't need more Nala because the concept of the narrative is when you run away as an audience with your vessel of Simba to you know Hakuna Matata land, and you go there. It, you're supposed to be disconnected from the pride in Pride Rock. You're not supposed to know what's going on there. So that way, when you see a lion again for the first time chasing Pumbaa, who happens to be Nala, but you don't know it's Nala, you go, oh, my God, a lion again. You get the same fear Pumbaa has. You remember lions are fer ferocious creatures, and you have no fucking clue it's Nala. You don't realize it's Nala until she pins you again to Simba. And then you go, oh, my God, it's fucking Nala. And you, with Simba, get excited. You see Nala again. But in the new fucking John Favreau version, there's scenes setting up Nala as Beyonce. Beyonce! And all you know is you're watching and going, wait, wait, wait. So, okay, this is Nala. Like, Nala gets a full role. And then it's no scare. There's no, like, scare tactic in the reveal to Pumbaa's attack. There's no you know, surprise to the audience anymore that, oh my God, this is Nala. A connection from Simba's past has come back into his life. There's none of that. In fact, it becomes even <laughs> weirder. When Simba, like decides, this. when Simba runs a fucking way to go back to like challenge his family, his scar, and to take over his throne and usurp his own 
Rain as King back. Simba's running. In the original Lion King animated film, it's and he's like running through the fucking sands. In this version, it's like Beyonce is singing all of a sudden, Spirit! Bring your spirit! It's like, not like that was weird because that was with this the moment. lion didn't sing that. That was Beyonce singing a song for the lion. She for the movie. It was non-diegetic. Why did you watch this movie, Felk? Because I wanted to know what the fuck Disney's doing with its money. It's horrible. Honestly, the new liking film is horrible. They try jokes. They they fuck up jokes that 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 land perfectly in the animated version. They just fuck them up in the live action, quote unquote, live action version. They can't get the song beats right. There are several songs you're like, this isn't. Oh, I just right. can't wait to be king. I was like, wait, this is a song from the movie. I, yeah. There was all these songs that I didn't remember. I thought there was three songs in The Lion King. There's a circle of life. There's Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And there's the, the Kakuna Matata. And there's like four other songs that no one remembers. But they added, they did add songs. But those songs that you're talking about, uh, I Can't Wait to Be King and um, Be Prepared by Scar. Um, those are songs in the film. Scar, however, by uh, uh, Chiwetel Elijah Four. He's terrible. It sounds so wrong coming out of him. Yeah, no. Because it's like his, his he entire have performance presence. was bad. Was, was, was he doesn't have the same presence as Jeremy Irons. No. But the real fucking problem is, Jeremy is Irons that is James great. Earl Jones sounds like shit, yeah. and he has no gravitas anymore. So there's a point where Scar turns his back early on in the film on Mufasa. Animated version, Mufasa gets pissed. He goes, is that a challenge? And he, like, roars up on Scar. In this version, the live-action version, James Earl Jones is like, is that a challenge? That You're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? I already hated this film without seeing it. Now I hate it even worse. It's really bad. I, you know what? I don't even like Lion King that much. I actually I'm, really like The Lion King. I went and saw it again in the theaters when it was released in 3D. <laughs> I respect that. Like, I'm a, I'm a big Disney guy. I was never a Lion King fan, and I'm not going to fucking watch whatever they're doing now to it. But. That's, that's, that film is really bad. I have to also say um, Beauty and the Beast is really Eve, bad. Eve, Aladdin's really yeah. bad. I turned off Beauty and the Beast after 10 minutes. He can't wait for Mulan. I, I love Mulan. I'm not going to see it. I, don't, I refuse to see these oh, movies. Oh, I'm seeing it. Nope. I'm You're seeing gay. it. I love Mulan. And I think they're taking this one seriously, too. Like, it's going to be a dramatic film. But why? my question is, like, clearly it's a money grab. Yeah. And also the Chinese market now is, like, the ultimate. Like, why, why do you want to see Mulan after you've seen the animated one, which is, like, totally fine? I've never seen the animated one because I'm a man. <laughs> I, it's good. Hey, Dude, I'm a man, too. Me? And I've seen the animated one, and it's... Fan. It's the first Disney action movie of Felk, all time. If you don't see Mulan, I can't make a man out of yeah. you. That, yeah. well, that's he, a, the problem is that the, the some elements of the film are, can be considered transphobic. Mulan, Mulan is fantastic. It's got its flaws, but dude, it's, a fucking, it's a fucking rah-rah war movie that Disney like pulled off out of nowhere. I'm looking forward to Black Little Mermaid. I'll see that. That'll be weird. Me too. Yeah. So wait, best song. Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, I think is what should have won. But Justin, you mentioned Stand Up from Harriet, and I never heard that song until I saw the uh, live broadcast of the Oscars. I love that song. I also did not hear that song until the live <laughs> broadcast of the Oscars. <laughs> but the fact that I was from the movie Harriet was enough to get my pick. I mean... I thought like Frozen, just like I get it, but I have a bone to pick with Frozen. 
Because like it, it spoils all the good Disney that I know. Frozen's horrible. And Frozen Two is not as bad, but Frozen I, I, is horrible. I fucking hated Frozen. <laughs> I like, hated Frozen. I'm a, I hated Frozen so much, and I know like that's that's Disney Animation's future. Like they have to keep going with this Frozen thing. I never heard Into the Unknown, mm-hmm. but when they sang it, I was like, oh, it's it's like a it's like a lame attempt at Let It Go. It is. I but to me, it's not a lame attempt. I thought they nailed it. Like I actually did like it. Like in okay. the theaters, I yeah. was rocking it. Maybe maybe if I watched the movie, I've never seen Frozen Two. I would have loved it. So we'll to our cast. I, I saw I saw Harriet, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick this. I'm gonna pick Cynthia for actress, and I'm gonna hopefully cash in on like fifty percent. You actually yeah. saw Harriet in theaters. No, I, n- I never I saw wanted that. to do a spoiler cast for, for Harriet, and my wife told me it was a bad idea not to even mention well, it to you guys. Yeah, no, it would be a bad idea. <laughs> I, I heard Cynthia killed it, but... Probably. stand-up, like... Yeah, no, I, I heard from a couple of people, I was like, oh, like, Cynthia is by far going to win the Oscar. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick her. Well, that was wrong. Yeah. Renee, like, totally won. White but won. when I heard the stand-up song, like... I actually was like, oh, this is a good song. Like, yeah. this is for sure going to win. Nope. <laughs> it didn't. Wrong. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, nope. All right, let's nope. now move Cynthia, on. Cynthia uh, uh, Ervo, whatever her name is, This the whole purpose of her at the Ervo. Oscars this year is for the EGOT. Does she have, is for the what? EGOT? For she the has, EGOT. Does she actually have a legit chance of that, or has she already gotten Tony? The Falk, she doesn't have the O. Oh, that's all she needs, huh? That's all she needs. So this was this was the point that she was at the Oscars was to get was to complete the O. That's if she harsh. got the O, she had the EGOT. What'd she get the Emmy for? I don't know, to be honest. I don't know what she got the fucking Tony for. I don't yeah, know yeah. what she got the Grammy for. <laughs> no. Who knows? All right, let's no move on to best makeup and hairstyling. Probably Empire. They're all an Empire. Bombshell um, because they're hot. Bombshell Moving won on. because they made Charlize Theron look different. Uh, I thought Joker would win because of the artistry of the lines of fucking white yeah, cane on Joaquin. But dude, they really made fucking Charlie's Theron look like Megan Rain. Like I was like, Megan I Kelly, was, dude, Megan Kelly, she looks exactly <laughs> like her. What? Megan Kelly, Megan, not Megan Rain. <laughs> Megan Kelly, what did I say? Megan Gale. Megan Rain. Megan Rain. Oh. <laughs> a well, they did. Great act. She looked hot like Megan Rain. Oh, what a hottie. Okay, All right. Charlize is already hot. That's what I'm about Megan Rain. Megan Kelly is already hot. She Charlize is. as Megan Kelly is already hot. Quick question. Which of those three do you bang? Megan Rain. No, no. Megan Kelly. Charlize as Megan Kelly or Charlize? Charlize Theron. Charlize? No. I don't know who would why I would pick a Charlize with a lot of makeup on. It would just fall I off. Would, I would absolutely pick Charlize with a lot of makeup on. Charlize as Megan is mine. All right, let's move on to best costume design. Little Women <laughs> one. Who cares? <laughs> I think we all picked I, Little Women, right? No, I, I disagreed with that. But I thought what, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won this. Little Women won. Yeah, Little I Women thought, won because Little Women is a bunch about about a bunch of little women in costumes. Uh, women. Oh my god! My thought, favorite thing for this was telling my kids that this was a movie. It pissed my wife off. I was kept telling my kids that this was a movie about a whole bunch of little women that lived in a forest, and they would slowly go venture out into the cities. Yeah. And my wife's like, "How That's little not are they? Like scary about. little?" <laughs> That's from Friends. Yeah, little tiny women. Uh, all right, let's move forward to uh, best uh, visual effects. Nineteen seventeen one. I was shocked. Yeah. So, what was the actual effect? What was the CGI that they were doing? Just cleaning up the, the stitching? 
No, because it counts visually. It, count, it counts uh, practical effects. So every everything that happens in the movie, every explosion from a gunshot is a every fire is that's a that's all an effect. It doesn't mean it's digital only. I yeah, do know I that know. a lot of the <laughs> nice. Yep, that's her. Jinxies. I do know that there was a lot of digital like green screening, and that they used that to help stitch and clean up and combine effects by you know filming on green screens. Uh, with like some of it had like uh, elements involved, like some like you know sets were there, and then it had green screen, you know, background. But uh, I guess I mean, yeah, I guess they mean the explosions. Well, so for nineteen seventeen, there was that one scene where they're in the French town, and like the church, the church is on fire. Yeah. At nighttime. Yeah. There was no church, and there was no fire. Wow. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Yeah, so I assumed that one was gonna win. I wasn't. I didn't expect it to actually win, but they did some fucking crazy shit in that movie that's never been seen before. And also, like, I I think it's mostly like because when fucking the last soldier jumps from the bridge into the river, yeah, like that the transition from two different cameras was like a new thing I, I actually don't even know how they did it but it was all cgi like they had to literally draw in like 10 frames to like bridge those two cameras wow but i mean i didn't see lion king i heard that was great <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I mean great, in terms, visuals yeah. are great, but they don't they don't work because <laughs> yeah, a real life lion can't express emotion the way an animated lion can be. So you're just looking at for dead sure, eyes yeah. the entire movie. Yeah. See, sure. some of that worked though for me. Some of that worked. I know that's a big that's a big criticism of the film in general. Some of that worked for me. There was points where Scar is just like kill him, and he just says it like dead face because he's a lion, but it looks so fucking creepy. Like like this lion just like said that cold why did they make a lion king again it just came out like dude justin get ready they're making bambi man and they did i mean i guess they did uh leading the trap but uh you know it's it's a Disney. that was live action dogs that they added cgi enhancements to how does it look have you seen it i've watched the first like 10 minutes it looks horrible yeah it didn't look as good i i, I scrubbed through it and it's like this doesn't look like this lion queen quality i thought they were doing Call like of the wild looks really bad yeah that's theatrical yes and that's harrison ford with a cgi dog and it looks like garbage yeah it, it, there's just like reaction shots of the dog like <laughs> wagging its tail it's like why is it cg there's real dogs Felt there's reaction shots of the dog with its eyes like getting bigger, like it's an anime cartoon going, oh, like it's Snoopy, not Snoopy, it's Scooby. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Wait, wait, Felk, sorry, I have a question for you. Okay, did you see the movie Togo? No, what's Togo? <gasps> Stop the podcast right now, yes, and go watch it. Is this spelled like <laughs> to go? This is the end of the episode, Togo. yeah, it's like the sandwich. It's based on a true story. Fuck Balto. It's all about Togo. Yeah, fuck Balto. Why is it good? Balto sucks. Is it actually a good it's movie? So good. I loved so good. it. I was crying. I cried like the last ten minutes. I was like fucking bawling. My kids were asleep next to me. I don't know. I, I just watched the lighthouse. I need a break on Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I can't handle that much. Dafoe in one. You can never have a two-hour period. <laughs> Felk, you should watch uh, Togo and then follow it up with Antichrist. Yeah, no, I'm never watching Antichrist. No, thank you. 
Another. Oh my god, I love Linda Cardellini as Thelma. She's fucking very. She's very hot. So hot. She's so hot. so hot in general. I love that she's fucking Clint Barton's wife. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she 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 went turned to dust on me. I fucking get a new haircut. Mm-hmm. Go kill some Japanese people. Get a tattoo sleeve. Yeah, the sleeve. No one talks about the sleeve. Uh, it's a terrible haircut. It looks he he, he looks ridiculous. I can't I can't take him seriously anytime he's on screen in that movie, especially when he turns. When he turns, and you see the back, and it's like a rat tail going down the back. Like when he's depressed about ScarJo dying, and he's like, "Oh, you know, it's, it's, I'm sad." You hey, go why take don't your you hammer get your and hammer. you fly to him. Hey, why don't like, you go get tell him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he like his little fucking rat tail is waving back and forth. It's like, no, come on, that's just. Uh, that yeah. that hair doesn't work in live action. He shouldn't have done that. Oh wait, visual effects. The Irishman. It, there were literally moments where I was watching I like that. a whole scene of real people, and then it was just all of a sudden a Pixar head of Robert De Niro on top of a person, and I'm like, okay, that's Robert De Niro, the animated character in the corner over here. That movie should not have been nominated for best visual effects at all. It was an experiment that failed. I thought the general sentiment was that it was more successful than apparently most people think it was and uh, thought that it might actually win because old people go, oh, my God, I can be young now. They, and they get really excited and they vote for it. But that didn't uh, that didn't work out, I guess. They fucked up. OK, I watched the whole featurette about the Irishman, about how they did the CGI de-aging. Yeah. And one of the things they were like. So we went back and we watched films during the same time period. We watched the movies like Goodfellow, not Goodfellow, sorry, um, Godfather Part Two, and uh, oh, Goodfellas too. I mean, Deer Games. No, what the fuck am I thinking of? Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter. We watched Deer Hunter and fucking uh, Godfather Part Two, same year they came out, and he looks exactly different. So we realized that like there is no quintessential Robert De Niro. So we created our own version of him at these ages. I'm like, that's cheating. That's well, cheating. they use the, what they use is an AI is an AI not that different from FaceApp to, to pull like corresponding frames from other movies with the actors in them when they're making the expressions that they needed them to be making in this wow. time. And the yeah. whole thing is that like they, they didn't Scorsese didn't want to be able to have everyone have dots on their faces. He thought that was really distracting. It's fucking distracting. So the dots are in a fucking infrared visible spectrum and they use the camera right next to the real camera to capture the performances with, you know, flooding the, the rooms with they, ultraviolet light or whatever. They so. did dots on the lapels and on the shoulders. So they could at least do have some motion tracking. Yeah. And that wouldn't distract it's the other older actors like Joe Pesci and Al Pacino have never worked with CGI really. And they're like, what are all these dots? I can't stop. I can't act when there's yeah. dots on people's faces. So they put them on shoulders and lapels. But when when De Niro was doing scenes by himself or with younger actors, they put dots on the side of his temples uh, just so that way that they had more tracking because they knew the younger actors could actually handle it. Or if De Niro was the only person on set, it wouldn't affect anyone else's acting. Yeah, they're used to acting like with Josh Brolin, where you're making eye contact with a picture of Thanos like ten feet above his head, and he's got a motion yeah. tra- caption suit on him. It's like that. Younger people are, are used to that. Sub fifty, uh, but uh, yeah, Joe no, Pesci we, couldn't do it. Joe Pesci would stab someone with a pen if he sees dots all over someone's yeah. face. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Pacino did this and forced this whole new style to be created, um, which was the first time they ever did this. Really, where they did like really massive infrareding with like very minimal motion capture at all and uh they did this mostly i think really for joe pesci i think this is mostly a joe pesci issue because pacino will do anything he's done like 30 fucking hbo movies in the last year so like joe pesci has done nothing in 10 years roughly right so like uh i think joe pesci's last movie was the good shepherd 
that one. That really? classic. Great movie. It is a great movie. And De Niro's last I've film was what? The, the, the Hunter with, uh, with John Travolta, was it called? Oh, yeah. What was that called? Yeah, with John Travolta. What the fuck was that called? Smell You Later. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I wish Travolta made a movie called Smell You Later. Killing Season. Yes, of course. Killing Season. Yeah. Wait, what was your Cool Boys Ballard for Irishman? I haven't seen oh, it. I think I gave it like three or three point five out of five. Like in the end, I did like it. It was three nights of an hour each, and wow. it was um, it was a it was a tough movie to get through, but it was yeah. fun. I, I I didn't have fun. <laughs> I had fun watching these old guys come back to play. Okay. Once Al Pacino came in in the movie, like the movie started for me. Yeah, he used to show up to like hour four though. Justin, what is your uh, boys, though, of of Irishman? Of generous three out of five. Generous three out of five. And, Phil, you have not seen it? I have not seen The Irishman yet. When are you going to see it? Uh, whenever. I mean, I, I, I've i got it in the queue as a season of television. I have no intention of watching it in one screening. Uh, all right, so we're going to do these next two together. Best sound editing and best sound mixing. Uh, sound editing, which is the real actual workload, uh, went to Ford versus Ferrari, or Ford v. Ferrari. Dark Horizons, wherever you got this from. Um, and Don't best sound mixing curious. went to 1917, which is where you make this the the sounds a little bit louder, a little bit quieter. And it's a carryover from when sound mixing was a very separate process because, of course, back with movieolas, we used to actually cut real film and, and mixing had its own process, different from editing. But now it's just the, the sound editor uh, exports an AAF and the sound mixer uh, kind of dicks around for four hours and then gets paid for it. Yeah, and the sound mixer deletes a few files that he shouldn't have deleted. He or she should not have deleted. Also turns the music <laughs> down the wrong time when it should have been turned up. Turns the music up when it should be down and decides on their own that maybe some sound effects aren't necessarily there or need to be there. Like, or or puts like, all like, the vocals on stereo left uh, <laughs> surround channel and, and yeah. you don't notice that because your board only has stereo. Yeah, sound mixer's... So I love you, Dorn. I just want to say I love you, Dorn, first. And then here's the only thing I really want to say about this. Oh, oh these two awards. Normally, uh, the movie that wins sound editing wins sound mixing or vice versa, right? I was surprised that they actually gave editing to a different film than they gave mixing. Because I, normally the Academy is not savvy enough to understand the difference. I, I don't think, I mean, I, I, I don't think that they know that, it, like, the NLEs exist half the people who are fucking voting they, they still think they cut with oh the negative cutter has to do his job now and like they don't know that the fucking cinema's evolved yeah they're like oh the sound mixer used pro tools what yeah. he did what <laughs> what's it, pro tools I mean that's like the professional like scissor tools you use to cut the film it's amazing all right that's all I have to say about best sound mixing and editing. <laughs> Justin, do you have anything to say about sound mixing or editing? Justin, do you have anything to say about sound mixing or editing? Justin, do you have anything to say about sound mixing or editing? Justin, do you have anything to say about sound mixing or editing? Justin, do you have anything to say about sound mixing or editing? Justin, do you have anything to say about sound mixing or editing? No, I mean, I hate the fact that this is two awards. <laughs> there are people out there that are so upset you said that. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I'm upset that this is two awards. This should not be two awards. Yeah. This should be one. It's a holdover. Because, like, I explain this award. Like, I explain sound editing. I explain sound mixing to people. They have no idea. And they're like, what's the difference? And I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> and, like, I love movies. I have no idea why there's two awards. Because yeah, would, because sound mixing used to be a process where they actually had to like uh, adhere the sound to to the physical film and there was chemicals and like actual tools and stuff. There was a process. Physical media back in the day. Physical media. Now right? you just uh, now you just import a file and then export the file after fucking with it a little bit. That's yeah, mixing. Yeah, you you play with the levels. You maybe add a filter too. That's about it. I mean, I, I respect that, but like. That doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. It shouldn't be an Oscar anymore. It should just be one award. Best animated short film. Oh, I'll do all the shorts. Best animated short film, of course, went to Black Hair. Uh, I thought Kip no, Bullard Hair and Love. Hair Love. Good hair. <laughs> good hair. It was good hair. Was, we love our hair. No, it was Hair Love. Good Hair was another movie about black people's hair. I'm tired of hearing about black people's hair. So it curls. <laughs> so what? Best short live action short film went to The Neighbor's Widow or Window, The Neighbor's Window. Uh, it beat. Uh, I thought Saria would win because it sounds Muslim. Dude, I heard about Saria. It's Guatemalan. Holy shit. Saria sounds off. awesome. <laughs> That's a whole different continent. Uh, best documentary short film. And this one was easy. Learning to skateboard in a war zone. Parenthetical. If you're a girl. And That's I, how I knew I it was going to win. Exactly. I fucked this one up so hard. What'd you pick? <laughs> I picked In the Absence. What's that about? No. Nope. Because I literally had no idea what to pick. And I was like, oh, this seems boring. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> there was, there was no way, dude. If you're a girls in parentheses, <laughs> you're going to win. Honestly, yeah. the next 1917 was called 1917 parentheses. If you're a girl. It would have won the Oscar for Best Picture. Brie Larson's autobiography is going to be like, how to save the world if you're a girl. It's, it's like, Oh, I can't wait for Avengers if you're a girl. <laughs> we, we got like, it. It's fucking 15 seconds long, and it's at the end of Endgame. So I actually liked Kipple. We're talking about animated real quick. I liked Kipple. I thought that was good. I expected See, I thought Kipple, Kipple was directed by a black guy because I knew that from the fucking uh, Hollywood Reporter story about how the unbearable whiteness of Toy Story 4 that – yeah, but Pixar has like 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 thirty black guys direct different movies, including Kitbull. And I'm like, ah, Kitbull, I'll remember that. It's got African American uh, gravitas to it. So I saw that on a fucking short film and thought, surely that. I didn't know Hair Love was about black people's hair. I thought it was just about hair in general. Well, anyways, um, uh, Saria sounds fucked up. Do you guys want to hear about Saria for a second? No, not at yeah. all. <laughs> I don't ever so, want to know about Saria. Saria is sad. So. Yeah, I so I don't want to see this. it. <laughs> I heard about this from my boss. So he was telling me all about this movie. Uh, the, uh, breaking it down real fast. It's about an orphanage in Guatemala. And it's about a bunch of girls who got in trouble for, like, trying to sneak out or some shit. And they got in the process of – they got busted. They get put into the prison section of the orphanage, right? Oh, my God. This orphanage has a prison section? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so they get locked in the prison section. And the, one of the girls is like, I know how to get out of this. So she lights a fire in their prison cell, and the the guard. How are they filming like, this? This is not a documentary. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, I thought this was a documentary. I'm like, these are some bold ass cameramen. <laughs> so so or women. So the girls like, I know how to get us out of this. So the security guard's not listening to them at all. 
So she lights a fire in their cell. And for 10 minutes, the security guard sitting down the hallway listens to all the girls burn to death. Sizzles. <laughs> and it's based on a true story. So they went and filmed the movie in the same orphanage in Guatemala using girls who are there now, orphans that are there now, portraying the girls that died in the fire. Yeah. And had them actually act out the scenes in the locations that everything happened. That sounds awful. Let's not ever watch it. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna, I think that we can't end on a better note than that. Well, that was the fucking best live Oscar orgy we have ever done, you sweaty fuck boys. I need to start dropping yes. loads after all that butt fucking. Yay! But first, I need to get fisted <laughs> so fucking deep in my butt that I will wipe till I bleed. Wow. Fist wow. my whole entire butthole. I need to feel something <laughs> deeper until I feel the need, the need to bleed. God damn, man. YOLO. <laughs> Go One Nation, tell us your cup size or dick size for rewards. Also, what was your opinions on the 2020 Oscar nominations list? Also, write us about your past Oscar wins by emailing us at the cool boys podcast at gmail.com mm -hmm. new episodes come out live every tuesday be sure to live and orgy to the cool boys also swipe up and please check your dms please. for our direct messages if that isn't enough <laughs> fan interaction you can fuck falcon free in love live <laughs> uh, then review how he fucks on itunes so be fucking so please. good <laughs> and like those smash pussies and click those click <laughs> buttons to subscribe live also please check out our other great live cool boy central content with batman and beyond live on itunes soundcloud spotify and youtube offer justin is hard to plug their super cool stuff and so cool social media live justin do you have any super cool stuff or so cool social media you'd like to plug nope moving on. again uh, yeah. nothing i love it thank you for listening to our live broadcast from cool boy central and all that fucking but is it time for us to say goodbye <laughs> but it is time for us to say goodbye Stay cool, cool boy nation. Until next time, it's Bizey's from Fist Me So Fucking Deep. My test will still hurt tomorrow, Felk Waterworld. <laughs> Waterworld. <laughs> uh, that's Bizey's from Big Busted Butthole Be Blowing Out Bunk Ballard. And that's Bizey's from Just Juice In My Ass Only Please, Justin Is Hard. Please, you're so nice and polite. <laughs> you are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Without even a damn silly, get out of here! Oh, yeah! <laughs> 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 this episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Can we please just put Kevin Spacey in and have like a fan petition? Kevin's doing it piece by piece from his fucking fireplace <laughs> with an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. I want someone to go back and re-add in 
Kevin Spacey into this final season of House of Cards and redo it. Did he, did anybody watch the final season where his wife took over? Like I, I stopped a couple of seasons ago. I watched episode one. That was when it. somebody accuses you publicly of doing something that will completely destroy your career and possibly send you to prison, you simply hire someone to kill them with kindness. <laughs> And then make a video about it so you have plausible deniability. Because why would you admit to something so horrible, so obvious? Yeah, two days earlier. Yeah. Two days earlier. Two days before the guy died, the message came out that this guy was going to die. <laughs> it was very odd. Yeah. And you had no idea when you were watching it. You're like, what is this Christmas surprise I have? Kevin Spacey again? No yes. one talks about it. No one talks about it. I, so far, yeah, we're the only podcast of the many podcasts I listen to talks about the fact that Kevin Spacey made video confession. You said Rogan talked about it. Rogan talked about it. That's true. Yeah, right. Rogan did. Uh, yeah, and Rogan talked about you know all the other shit. Where like Anthony Bourdain t t tweets out, "I have information that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton two weeks before he kills himself." It's just like okay, well, no way. Yeah, really? that happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was two weeks, what? but I definitely have to, I definitely the tweet's real. It's like, well. And it's, wait, you said it's not two weeks, or you're not sure it's two weeks? I'm not sure if it's two weeks before, but it was definitely before he killed himself. Jeez. Quote, don't say anything about the Clintons on this podcast, okay? I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm being implemented in this. Jeffrey Epstein hung himself. Spacey's innocent. They're all innocent. <laughs> Hillary's yeah. innocent. Get some cool boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> So serious. <laughs>